welcome, welcome to Rapid Reviews Radio, episode 145. Did I get the right, Pete? Mm-hmm. The Game of the Year episode for year 2022. Correct. Said almost said 2023. Um, so, <laughs> what an, an illustrious beginning to a very important episode. <laughs> It Full wouldn't be of, an episode with Kylie on if there wasn't a, a, a mess up of some Mess sort. up in the intro? Yes, but it would be full of mirth and merriment and lots of games. Lots, lots of games, people. Settle in for this one. Mm. <sighs> but we have some wonderful guests joining us. Uh, but let me start by saying I am your co-host, Kylie Wild, at least for now. Uh, <laughs> I'm joined by my ever-present co-host, Pete Beckett. Yo. And our two returning guests, wonderful guests, we have The Final Tilt. Hello. And Brent, a.k.a. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh also, my the goodness. the person who's joined us for nearly every game of the year. I know. I think every I, yeah. game of the year, actually. You have, may have true. I think so, yeah. Um, so I am going to start this as I start every week by asking everyone, how's their week's been? Uh, Final Tilt, how's your week been? Been good. Yeah, it's been very good. Thank you. Uh, been a lot of working uh, and uh, a lot of representing in uh, our respective games as well. Uh, yeah, well, at the end of the show, we always kind of give everybody's like bona fides. Uh, so you'll have to you'll have to follow Final Tilt. It's amazing. Uh, Brent, what about you? How's your week been? Uh, it's been okay. Early in the week, uh, still waiting for my parents to recover from COVID, but they have now gotten back to their full 100% selves. So I finally got to see them again after two weeks of isolation. Oh, right. Right, right. That was pretty good. Oh, that's yep. good. Well, I this is not a brag. So, fates of the universe, please do not take this as a brag. I have yet to have COVID. I somehow avoided it too. My mom in the car as she had symptoms See, on the way back. Like, yeah, I was in a car with someone who had full blown COVID, didn't know it, tested the next day, came out positive, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it didn't happen. So. Yep. Maybe we'll survive the zombie apocalypse in the end. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Pete, what about you? How's your week been? Uh, it's been great until Street Fighter Six came out yesterday, and I'd uh, rather be sitting there playing the, that. To be I, I wondered, I wondered, I wondered. That was my, my first thought. God, it's amazing. Oh, that's so good to hear. That's very good to hear. Uh, so, yeah, um, let's get through this so I can play more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, kidding. I, I, I'm, I'm fully here. No, I, I have to agree. We, we are going to keep a tight schedule. In fact, I'm going to get Pete to go over the rules here in a second mm-hmm. um, because these do tend to run on, and we do not want to run that long. Mostly <laughs> because my attention span doesn't last very long. <laughs> yes, and also because it's currently 7 p.m. as we record, and if oh, it goes right. more than four hours, then yeah, we're gonna be screwed. Oh gosh, yeah. Thankfully, tomorrow's Sunday. I don't watch football. I'm sure you guys are watching football, but um, UK football, nobody. Oh, uh, wow! World, World Cup final tomorrow. Could not care yeah. about it. Is it because England got beat? Nope. No, no. I just enough. don't watch it. 
no, I'm a football fan, but funnily enough, I didn't agree with it being awarded to Qatar, so I've refused to watch the vast majority apart from the England games. Oh, now we don't get political. We don't try not to get political on this show as much as possible, but I think we can agree that Qatar was... Look, it's not to do with the country, it's the fact that FIFA uh, uh, just a very, very corrupt right. organisation and they should never It's never, never the people. That. Yeah. It's never the people. It's always yeah. the ones in charge. Um, yeah. um, so, okay, Pete, then I'm going to throw this on over to you and let you do a very brief explanation of the rules for our listeners, maybe new listeners even this year. Yes. Uh, so to the new listeners, where have you been? Why haven't you followed us? But also welcome. Welcome to the game of the year. So uh, the rules are that we have 16 games that have been nominated. Uh, 15 games, uh, so five each from each each of us, apart from Kylie, who is going to be moderating the entire thing because, to make sure that nobody goes over run with time. Let's be honest, Code Simulator 3 is game of the year for me. And all years. Ever. Forever. Uh, yes. And also, yeah, I'm not going to mention last year. No, last year, that... <laughs> mm, we won't go into that. Mm, yeah, I have just, words. So, I have words about last I, year. I don't even remember it. I remember 2020. That was Animal Crossing one. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah, that was a good one. Um, so the 16 games have been nominated. So five each from myself, uh, Fontil, and Brent. Uh, we have one game that was nominated via the Community Choice, and you'll know that one because Kylie will be talking about that one when it comes up. Uh, Literally so, just found out about this, people. Yeah, because we only decided it five minutes before you jumped on the call. Um, so, uh, right, so what will happen is the 16 games are going to be drawn at random for using a uh, tournament generator. Uh, the games will get announced, and then the person who nominated it will have three minutes to discuss why they nominated the game. That will then go to the next person who will talk about their game. And then uh, let the arguments ensue until we find only one. Um, this will go long. Uh, the first round, the round of 16, will go very, very long. Because obviously this when the first explanation happens. Once we hit the quarterfinals, it will be plain sailing from there. Because you don't need to do much of the discussions. Other than that, yeah. I think that's it. Alright, well... Let's start, I actually, guess. Actually, shall what? I shall I no, shall I explain the games? That might be a good start, shall it? What do you mean? Oh, you mean like <laughs> shall, shall I say, say which games titles? actually made yes. the, made the list? Yes, Pete, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I keep forgetting that not everyone's on Twitter where this has already been announced. So get on Twitter, folks. Grubs yeah. while it still lasts, while it lasts. <laughs> I mean. Let's not say anything more about that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, so the games that have been nominated this time around are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, God of War Ragnarok, Rollerdrome, Two Point Campus, Splatoon 3, F1 2022, Metal Hellsinger, Overwatch 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Citizen Sleeper, Yu-Gi-Oh! Mask Duel, Disney Dreamlight Valley, Arcade Paradise, Far Changing Tides, and the community choice, Elden Ring. All good yeah. games. So Can I make an list. opening yeah. comment about my picks? You may. Just in case I run out of time, uh, all of mine that I chose are multi-platform, and I wouldn't <laughs> consider any of them to be triple A's. 
I think we can all agree that this year was a little bit light on those. Agreed. <laughs> and yeah. some that I may have considered nominating had already been nominated. So just to yeah. kind of get that out of the way from the beginning. Uh, that yeah, is fair. Uh, I actually will preface that by saying I 100% agree with you that the AAA game development this year has not has not been the same as it was maybe last year or in previous years, mm-hmm. mainly because a lot of the AAA games ended up getting delayed out of 2022. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. so maybe 2023 is the year. Good games. Well, we've already had Spider-Man 2 confirmed for it. Yeah. I'm still waiting on Starfield. You got Hogwarts Legacy as well that's coming out 2023. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that's early for early 2023 as well, which is mm-hmm. a good start to the year. Yep. Don't Hogwarts forget Forza Motorsport, which is unconfirmed oh, at the yeah. moment yet. Oh. Like date wise, anyway. Starfield, we're yeah. still not sure about. We've got Redfall as well. Oh yeah, Redfall. So I hate these headphones. I absolutely hate them. <laughs> That's a good start. Uh, anyway, let me generate the bracket and then we'll get going, shall we? We need to, we just need some elevator music, don't we? Exactly. Right. Here we go. We've been generated. Excellent. Okay. So I feel generated. I feel generated. <laughs> good. Because I want I want that energy. Is that, Is that too that, loud? You mean it was AI generated? I was thinking that, Brent. I was gonna make a joke, but I couldn't get there. <laughs> no. Right. Oh, is my fan too loud? No. No. It can mix no. it out if it is. I hope not. <laughs> um Right, so the first game out of the hat is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which is one of my Ooh. games. Ah Wow. So Okay, Kylie. I think it's a good you... one to start with. It is a good one to start with. But Kylie, you I need wanna... to pr- uh, might need to pre-warn you on this one, just so you know. Uh-oh. Okay. No, 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 just that's all I need to pre-warn you about. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so, so get, wait. So whenever you're you ready wanna... to start. Do you want to announce the other game? So the other person's preparing, or you want to... I just did. You... It's you, it's Elden Ring. Oh. <laughs> 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 I was oh. trying to be subtle about it, but I'm lucky, Kylie. Artistic. Don't get subtlety. <laughs> okay, fine. At least you got it early, so you didn't get too drunk to explain it. Oh, I think I would probably explain it better if I was drunk. <laughs> Highly possible. We well, did also if it say. Moves on to the next round. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. We did also say that we all have comments about it because I don't know if any of us have even played it. If I'm honest. And for our audience that are Elden Ring fans, because I know we've got some diehards out there, mm-hmm. I will be respectful to the source material. I might make some jokes, but I'm still going to be respectful. Okay. So okay. When you're, Tell me when you're you ready. Got, got your stopwatch? Okay. Yep. Cool. I'm ready to go. Okay. You can go in three, two, one. Look, I'm not going to start by giving an explanation about the turtles. Everyone knows who they are. They're an iconic part of pop culture. Movies, video games, the whole lot. So let me just talk about actually the video games. They've been hit and miss for a very, very long time. Um, To varying degrees of success with Konami and various other different teams. 
we haven't had a very good Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game for quite a long time. So, the team over at Tribute Games, along with the publisher of .mu, who are well known for publishing some side-scrolling beat-em-up revivals, such as Street, uh, Streets of Rage 4, uh, managed to absolutely knock it out of the park with this game, not only for an online aspect, but also offline, because it's, it's six players, both online and offline. It's got an incredible netcode, an incredible like art style as well. A very decent HD pixel art style that runs utterly flawlessly no matter what um, platform you're playing it on, whether it be PS4, PS5, Xbox, or Switch. The Switch one was probably the most surprising one out of all of them that it run as well as it did. There was only a couple of hiccups here and there, but considering they're only a small team, you can let them off with that. But each character feels unique feels utterly incredible they've managed to encapsulate how each of the turtles actually feels in terms of personality as well as the additional characters of april and um splinter as well as um casey as well so they've got a great cast of cast, cast of characters the campaign itself is 16 levels long and takes you roughly about two to three hours to complete but it's not just about the completion it's about finding all the secrets it's about you know um it's about um mastering the the unreal and utterly ridiculous combo system that they've got in that game so anyone who knows about the side scroll and beat em up games especially the ones from the past will know that they have a very robust combo system not only have they made that combo system again they've made it better so they've They've incorporated wall bounces. They've incorporated ground bounces. So anyone who plays a fighting game is going to know that they're going to want to play this because it, it's it got everything you want. It's very framey. It's very this and that. So it this is the game that I put first and foremost on my list because it is the one that I had the most amount of fun with all year long. I, like I said, I, I reviewed it. I've played it on, on every console. I've bought it on two consoles because of it. And I have recommended this to every single person across that I've spoken to this year about it, and the, for good reason, because it is that damn good. Fine. That's pretty good. It's like you rehearsed <laughs> that. I yeah, it sounded like you wrote not, it beforehand. I, no, I did have that in mind. It was the one that I made sure that I researched the most about. <laughs> I guess that means it's my turn, huh? It is indeed. That's probably good because I am going to fade fast. Oh, I know you <laughs> are. And I'm also, also wondering why you sounded like a Hollywood girl at the end of your comment there. I was like, I guess Which it's one? my turn. My turn. <laughs> uh, anyway. do, you, uh, do you want me to count you? Yeah, sure. All right, start in three, two, one, now. Gonna channel my inner Kieran here and go. Well, chat. <laughs> this is my thoughts on Elden Ring. If you don't know what I'm doing, I'm trying to run down the clock. Uh, so... Wow. But you can Elden... early. You don't have to delay. <laughs> um. Well, that's true. Uh, so Elden Ring, I will say this. Let me let's be honest. It's Miyazaki and uh, George R. R. Martin. I mean, come on. That's some titans of industry right there. And Celtic mythical lore. Holy crap. Amazing. 
they pronounced the names wrong, but that's okay. That they can be forgiven for that. The it is graphically outstanding. It's got a big strong girl in it, but she only's got one arm. But I mean, she's so cool. I like strong girls. We should do more of those in video games. Um, so representation matters. See, uh, it it represents a part of the community. <laughs> and then um, it generated memes because it had that guy. I forget what his name was, but he had like the jar on his head, and they gave him like a whole special gift and stuff because he was like the most accomplished player. It's like do it for her or something like that. I don't oh, remember okay. his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was cool. So we brought a community to get it together. Um, it's from Soft Game. Wait. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's pretty. And if you like difficult games, it's really difficult. There's a zero chance I can take off all three minutes of this. Okay. I'm running out of material. If, if you feel like you're done, just oh, feel no. free to be done. Okay. okay um, I think it, it's it, a good game. Okay, I think any one of us could step in and sort of have a few words if okay. they want to about this. There is a minute. There's a minute left if anyone wants to add to this wonderful argument I've put forth. Okay. I, I will add that it was the first time that uh, FromSoft decided to actually do an open world game with a Dark Souls inspired combat, and it seemed to really work for them, which very weirdly enough because i didn't think the two would mix yeah that's good uh incredible creature designs um yes. a great level of difficulty if that's your kind of thing great exploration excellent like like secrets all around and people are still discovering stuff on the map even like 11 months after it's you know come out true that's true there's like a hidden room or something yeah, yeah i think that's all i need to add on it anyone else I, I would probably say if you want to hate yourself, play this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, the character customization is probably incredible too. Mm -mm -mm. Time. Cool. Okay. So, what do we do now, Pete? Let Balls arguments in let arguments commence. Okay. So, Elden uh, Ring's the best. <laughs> According <laughs> to the So, I'll. Look, someone had to represent the community and you're the best chance for the community. I represent no community! I don't even belong to a community! <laughs> That's why it's you fine. You did good. You did oh well, actually. God. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, for a was... game you've never played, that's actually really reasonably well done. You know what? I'll put forth this argument and then, Pete, you can do your thing. I will say this. It's a FromSoft game that I don't I don't generally like from soft games. Mm -hmm. They're not my thing. Not that I'm saying anything against anyone who does play them. I, I think that's very cool and it's very admirable. It's just not my thing. Uh, but this one made me actually consider playing it. Like I may in the future actually pick this up. Yeah. I um, think that's pretty good. Funnily enough, actually, when this got nominated, I was looking, I was saying to the guys before you jumped on the call, uh, I was seriously considering buying and playing this, like even yeah. though I've got no interest in FromSoft games and been told that I'll never like them by people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I won't like it, but I do want to try it, and I think that speaks to their like uh, ability to to reach 
audiences outside of their fan base. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the FOMO yeah. nearly got me at the beginning of the year with the... Yeah, FOMO, that's it. Yeah. I I've been told it's the most accessible of the no, Souls see, like games. And that's very good. I really love that but, that's becoming more Having said that, uh-huh. the little time that I did play it with like a trial version of it, it uh-huh. it's not accessible enough for those who normally need accessibility options such as myself. Right. Okay. Okay, that's uh, that's interesting. All right, I guess Pete, that's well, yours. Going in the right direction. See, that's good to hear. That's mm. good to hear, anyway. Um, okay. Pete, your turn. I, I've got two two words for you on this, and why you should normally. No, no. Why <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles should go through, and those two words are Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. Ninja go, Ninja go. Yes, Game Pass. We do love Game Pass here on yeah, this show. It, it was. I a, mean, it's already budget game even outside Game Pass, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, it, it, it is. It it's is, not yeah. a full. Yeah. It's not a full price game, but being on Game Pass definitely sweetens the deal and being able to actually try it out first. So yeah, so it it's a nice thing in terms of that. But let's you know, let's be honest. It's not like Brent said. It's not the most expensive game of all time. <laughs> But the production value is like there a triple is that A game. Age of, uh, rising prices of games, so that's exactly. pretty impressive. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's a budget title that comes more feature complete than most triple A games. Ooh, true. And I know I don't want to add to your argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're against him, right? Here. Somebody <laughs> in the community will prefer it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I do like its multiplayerness. I like anything that brings people together. Yeah. Look, admittedly, yeah. the, the netcode when it first came out was not Oof. greatest, but they did make some improvements to it uh, very yeah. soon afterwards, and it definitely helped with that. Because I think you and I played it, it was so bad. And then yeah. you and Deadbeat played it, and it was perfect. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Like During yeah. the review period, I had both sides of things, and it really mm-hmm. was a bit weird, but... Um, that's also to say, I have I have also played it on Switch online as well, and it's also uh. runs surprisingly well on there too. Right. So, what do we do now, Pete? Uh, Is it voting well, time? So, so uh, if anyone I, else like has got talk any more a little comments. bit about them. Yeah. <laughs> so, as far as Elden Ring goes, I already mentioned how, although it is the most accessible, it, it is not accessible enough in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do recognize that it is cutting edge it is a new thing melding the open world with that combat style mm-hmm. and i can almost see in the future there being like an open world roguelike which i never thought would really be something that existed but this game's kind of close to that mm-hmm. as far as ninja turtles go uh i find it very interesting that not only did we have this new game in the retro style but we had the collection the cowabunga collection also release kind of collecting all those old style games together and i i just find that very interesting that you can experience the newest game that feels like the oldest games basically at the same time during the same time period um which is kind of a, a full circle kind of thing and it almost feels very appropriate for the time period we're in, where there are so many remakes and remasters, and they never seem to want to do anything new, that right. 
they took the Ninja Turtles property and they did both. They made a new game, but they also gave us the old stuff that hadn't been remastered and remade yeah. in a very long time. But it's also the fact that they allowed the the new game to come out first and take the spotlight rather than the Calvin yeah. collection to come out and steal all the spotlight. I, I think that was a marketing move. I think if, especially with putting it on Game Pass, you get people that are like, hey, this is cool. I wonder if there's any more like this. And they're like, oh, look, here's a whole package full of games like this. Mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely worked in terms of the synergy with that one. Mm. You got anything else to add on? This? I think the the only the only issue is is that I'm I'm relatively biased here because I've not seen any gameplay of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. I've seen a lot of Elden Ring. Now uh, Elden Ring does look beautiful, and I'll, I'll be honest, as a kid, I was never really a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. Um, nor am I a fan of kind of um, I. <sighs> Those, those, essentially, those types of games, almost like Street Streets of Rage. Oh, I played Streets of Rage as a kid. Scrollers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I played Streets of Rage as a kid. That was fine okay. when I was a kid because at the time that was what gaming was. You know, a lot of gaming back then was kind of side scrolling, stop, uh -huh. beat a few people up, and then yeah. move on. Yeah. We're in the modern day. Give us something new. Give us something. You know, give us something like open world. I'd love to see open world. Pokemon's done it. You know, for example, Pokemon, the, you know, the, the one that was very much very linear. You had to go here. You had to go there. They opened it up. They made it amazing. And yeah, Pokemon's pretty buggy. I think I'd probably have to go Elden Ring with this. That, that's totally fair. I get the argument where you're coming from, but... Um... Just because something feels outdated doesn't necessarily mean they can't advance it. Because I think the, the, with the retro revival, like scroll and beat 'em ups, they they play into the aesthetic more than anything. But they do run incredibly well. Like there's not he any loves sort of like beat -em -ups. yeah, I do. Um, but <laughs> it's also not the fact that you've got the hardware limitations that means you have to stop. It's just a conscious choice as to you know, how they've made the games in the past and it yeah. is supposed to capture that magic again. Yeah, I think if I wanted to, the problem is that, I mean, I, I do understand where it is that you're coming from, but I think if I wanted to go back and recapture those moments of, like, nostalgia and the aesthetics, you know, give me my Sega Mega Drive, give me my Nintendo 64, I'll go and play it as it was, you know, as those games were fully intended to be played. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Reviews Radio does not condone the use of bronze. Uh, Pete, I have a question though before we continue. Continue. What happens because we've got four people? What happens in the case of a tie? Uh, well, as uh, as someone who's supposed to be the moderator, usually you don't get the, get the choice. Oh, I don't but get a vote in, in this one. You do because you're voting community. If there's an abstain vote. Yeah, so there is a potential for abstaining. Yeah, I forgot to explain okay. that. So there is a... You, you okay. can choose to vote or you can choose to abstain until the final round. Right, okay, okay. I think so that's I, fair. I, I guess this is the round of voting then. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow, no surprises. I'm going with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Brett, how about you? 
Uh, I'm just going to apologize now to all the Elden Ring fans and From Software fans. I know it won all the awards, won on the community choice, that it's just something that people really do enjoy. I gave it a try, and it just wasn't accessible enough for a wider audience to really be Game of the Year, in my opinion. Now, Ninja Turtles, on the other hand, I remember playing Turtles in Time on the Super Nintendo too many decades ago, and I, it would blow my mind thinking that you could play with six people back then, because we had to fight over whose turn it was to play. <laughs> yeah. and even though my sister enjoyed playing it with me, she would have it would have blown her mind to have an actual female character character in April to play that game with. So I have seen how this game has just really pushed the boundary of uh, that kind of style. And I really want to see if there ends up being more in the future that they make. Why couldn't there be uh, a whole new trilogy of games that are just as enjoyable as those old ones with modern sensibilities? Mm. So I'm going to have to go with Ninja Turtles. That's fair. Oh, Brent, what? Why have you put that into the ether now? I've now won a trilogy of turtles games. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> uh, Quadrology quadrology you... since there's four of them. It would make sense. He was because on the half the... shell collection, <laughs> oh, and they could be each of them could be one of the colors. Uh, oh my gosh! Well, why I... am I not in charge of making well, games? Well, I was going to say that technically Turtles in Time is four, so you know this uh, would technically be five. Yeah. So yeah. Oh goodness, go Ninja Go! Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to have to abstain. I'm so sorry. I have to abstain on this vote. A, I didn't know I was going to be voting. Uh, but no, fine. B, because I've never played Elden Ring. Um. And I played a total of like 10 minutes of Turtles. And it was so buggy. It was so bad. My experience wasn't positive, but that's not a reflection of the game. But remember that intro. Just remember that intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the intro, they did, they did really, really well on that. Um, normally I would not abstain because I'm very like, you know, I'm into the whole voting and being vocal and stuff. Um, but I have to because I literally... Okay. This was dropped in my lap five minutes ago. Um, you don't. You don't have to vote unless we have a tie. Yeah. So I'll be the tiebreaker. I'm Vice President Kamala Harris. <laughs> so, um, on this one, I'm going to abstain. So, Pete, uh, would you like to announce the fun, first? Fun uh, you. I'm just going to confirm Pete. that you voted for Elden Ring. I I, I did vote for Elden Ring. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So. I mean, somebody had to do it, or no one would I, be watching. Yeah, Elden Ring valid. fans, I got you. Elden there Ring you go. fans, <laughs> I got you. Okay, look. Presentation, yeah. Look, the Turtles might have gone through. I'm happy about that, if I'm honest, because it was my game. But I'm going to just take this moment and say thanks to the community for obviously putting uh-huh. you know, Elden Ring as a vote and all the games that were nominated. Uh, I feel bad that I didn't get a chance to play this this year. Like, it, yeah. I, I don't... I don't feel great about having games on the list that I haven't played. Uh, this year has been one where there's a couple on there. It's unfortunate, but it's one of those games, like I said, that got that nearly got me to to buy it. Um, and I'm not I, a FromSoft fan, so it was like to to get me as close as that to actually p- making the plunge. 
is quite an achievement for a FromSoft game. I, I also want to say that even though I've already apologized for for already not voting for Elden Ring, <laughs> we're not here to make a game of the year list that is the most popular or that what everybody votes for. Yeah, we're here to give our personal stories of these games. Mm -hmm. True, and that's how we determine the game of the year. And I hope that our listeners understand that. That's why yes. you come and listen to this, uh, as opposed to insert famous website here top 10 list <laughs> yeah. for the year. No, this <laughs> is you get this a is, personal touch. I was going to say this is why rapid reviews game of the year is good every year. Uh because we're authentic voices. Uh you know and that to me authenticity to me is the supreme you know like superior. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not filling a quota, we're not uh acquiescing to advertisers, we're being very authentic and that's what I care about. Uh, but I will say, Pete, that took 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, it was Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, Our homage like, Elden Ring. If we didn't spend time on it, people would be upset. Yes. That is I, true. Because, I as I said, I do realize a good portion of our audience are Elden Ring fans. And this is not to disparage Elden Ring. Um, I, I stand play it. But I want to. And I yeah. will. Fair Which, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Next set. Pete, okay. you're up. So next up we have Metal Hellsinger. Oh. Oh. This this one is mine. I oh, love good. this game. Okay. Yeah. I love okay. this game. Metal Hellsinger versus Uh that would be Overwatch 2. Okay. Who's uh, got that? Oh. Oh I know, I'm oh. sorry, Lou. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no. They're both my games. I know, okay. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, I had to do fine. that last year. Oh. I, I will try and do an equal oh, no. argument for both, but I feel that I know which one's won already. <laughs> um, Fair okay, enough. so I'll start with Metal Hellsinger. This game is absolutely great. Do you like heavy metal music? Do you like popular names, like as in... Uh, uh, singers that you've heard of in heavy metal bands do you like guitar hero then uh and also basically roguelike games if so metal hell singers is for you it is a roguelike rhythm game where your the damage that you do depends on whether or not you are hitting the notes to um uh, to the uh, well, essentially to the, to the buttons as as they as they come along, basically like a d guitar hero game. The game is brilliant. It looks beautiful. The soundtrack to it, although it's all original created music, you can hear some of the uh, some of the singers that are in there. Just to name uh, one in particular, I believe Matt Heafy uh, from Trivium uh, is, uh, has lended his voice to this game. Honestly, it's the greatest thing. It's got great storytelling. I absolutely love this game. I picked it up because I'd heard so many great things about it. Uh, and one night I just decided to sit on the sofa and play it. It's such a great chill-out game. Although it's, it is a rhythm game, it can be quite stressful at times in the boss battles. And it is very punishing if you're not hitting those notes 
because you've got hordes and hordes of demons coming at you and ah oh, just metal housing it yes uh, okay, that is uh, your time, I guess. Okay. That was half time, but there so, you go. So just okay. to clarify, I just wanted to say there are, so some of the vocalists that were involved were Matt Heffy, like you mm. said, Alicia White-Gluss mm -hmm. from Arch mm -hmm. Enemy, Randy Blythe mm -hmm. from Lamb of God, Tatiana yeah. yep. from um, Ginger, and yeah. um, Serge Tankian from System of a Down. Yes. Yes. And, and yeah. don't forget, not only is the Series X version on Game Pass, but the Xbox One version is now on Game Pass as well. That mm -hmm. is true. Yeah, that's how absolutely. I played it. Yeah, so that's how I got my hands on it, is uh, through Game Pass. It's the only reason I played it, because I saw that it was on Game Pass. Um, and I'd heard so many good things about it. I was like, I'm a metalhead at heart. I have to give <laughs> this a go at least once. And yeah. I just kind of fell in love with it. Well... I was sort of, it was on my radar because it was something I wanted to play after seeing something like BPM, but never mm -hmm. got the chance to actually play yeah. it. And so when this was on I Game Pass, I was like, sweet, I'm going to give this a go. Yeah. So I will save my thoughts on it until later. Okay. <laughs> uh, I suppose I best argue with myself. Um, uh, Sounds like a normal day in my household. Yes. Um, to quote Megadeth, hello me, it's me again. Oh, yes! 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 Um, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, me, so, uh, Overwatch 2, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be really kind to Overwatch, uh, Overwatch 2. Um, not played it too much. I have played a little bit of it. Uh, it is essentially your very same Overwatch game, just with a few new maps added, uh, some char new character models, uh, and awesome, also some new characters themselves as well. Some of the characters have also had reworks, so some of their abilities have changed and some of their roles have changed. But overall, the existing maps that have come forward from Overwatch to Overwatch 2 have remained completely the same. They haven't been changed. They have added a new game mode, though, um, with the uh, with the robot push, uh, which is seeing mixed reviews. Some people like it, some people don't. Um, but, I mean, I'm not going to... I'll be honest, I'm not going to give Overwatch 2 as much time as I did for Metal Hellsingers, um, <laughs> because it, it's Overwatch 1. It's yeah, just Overwatch it, one DLC, really. Yeah. Honestly, like th th this. I mean, I, I know I'm trying to create. A, you know, I'm trying to start an argument so it goes up against how Metal Helsing <laughs> is. But I've got to be genuine to myself and say mm -hmm. that why could this game have not been a forty, maybe sixty gigabyte update? Mm. Right. I'm gonna agree with you, even though I'm not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be impartial here. Can't help it. You guys know how much I play Overwatch. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah. my thoughts on Overwatch too. Okay. Uh, so just to, just to be frank, uh, Kylie, mm -hmm. that, that, that this doesn't necessarily mean you can't comment on the game. So if you feel like okay, you want good. To, feel free to talk about them because you are part of the discussion as well. I will comment on the games, but I'll keep it very brief because <laughs> we can't go 20 minutes each game. I know, I'm, I'm aware, <laughs> but yeah, two big games but, like um, Golden Ring and that, yeah, it's quite hard not to. So, right, that is true. Uh, yeah, Metal uh, Metal Hellsinger um, is cool AF. I just yeah. love it. I think it's... I, I'm surprised it isn't as... 
isn't even bigger than it is. Like, it, it was still very well received. Don't get me wrong. But mm. I really think it should be even bigger. Yeah, um, absolutely. It is just pure fun. That's, it's just pure fun. Uh, and then, yes, as an Overwatch player and then Overwatch 2 attempter, uh, there was not... There wasn't a big uh, difference. There wasn't a big upgrade. It wasn't a big. I don't know. It was just kind of like, oh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I, absolutely. I, after being promised for so many years, like so literally years, if you know anything about Overwatch and the Overwatch community, we were promised since like 2018. Yeah. Overwatch like 2 is coming, and it's going to be big, and it's going to be huge. It's going to be great. And, then and it was Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, it's Overwatch. <laughs> But uh, maybe maybe a half coat of paint on it. Yeah. Um, they changed the lighting on the maps. That's literally what they did. Um, yeah, didn't they, didn't uh, they change some maps from light to dark and then to dark? Yeah. And then yeah. dark to light. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that's really my thoughts. I just uh, yeah, I just feel very passionately about both of those games, but in different ways. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Brent, I'll let you take the floor on this one. Uh, well, I basically agree. I really don't know how we let Overwatch 2 even get on this list. I really don't <laughs> think it's a game. It is basically just an update or a DLC or whatever you want to call it to the old game. Mm -hmm. um, Metal Hellsinger, on the other hand, I have had a chance to play through Game Pass, and uh, I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I've also played that BPM that was mentioned earlier, and uh, I had some visual issues uh, with that game, oh, right. but uh, I did not have that issue with Metal Hellsinger, so um, I'm very glad that this one turned out to be better for me personally. Um, and yeah, if if you've got Game Pass, give it a go. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Uh, yes, because that's exactly what I did with one of these games, and not the other. Even <laughs> <laughs> though it was free. Uh, yes. So. Let me preface this. I've made no bones about it. I did not like Overwatch that much when I played the first you're game. You're not an FPS. You're not an FPS no, player. It's not so much that I'm not an FPS player. I'm not really. But it was also... Yeah, you're I, not. I don't know why. It just didn't gel with me at all. I played a few right. games and I just didn't, it just didn't click. Like, yeah. I, I guess I was playing it a lot later than everyone else and everyone else is much better and that's the problem with the competitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, it is its own thing. It, it's totally its own thing. Yeah, yeah. but mm -hmm. I understand what makes Overwatch great, you know, and I've... It's not to say I don't like Overwatch because I've watched a lot of Overwatch. I like the tournament side of things. I like all of that. <laughs> So from what I've been seeing from the community in terms of Overwatch 2, it's mostly been negative, and it's not been ideal to see, considering the fact that it's gone free-to-play, it's gone, you know, it is on Xbox, like, available right there and then just to play for free. Mm -hmm. But yet, they've not done it enough to, quote-unquote, justify the not the price of the price of entry no, but exactly. the actual time of resource in terms of anything mm -hmm. like people do not want to put their time into this because it looks like right. a lazy upgrade yeah. which and one of the, one of the just to add on that as well one of the worst things that they did is that people then couldn't go back and play Overwatch 1 because they closed down the servers yeah, for right. a day and a half before so th that day and a half period before Overwatch 2 came out Overwatch players literally had nothing to do mm -hmm. except potentially find other games. So they've pro they properly alienated their own fan base. They really had a had a struggle with that because what 
could have potentially have happened and has probably happened in some cases is that as soon as the service for Overwatch 1 ended, they would then go on to play another game. They get hooked on that game and go, actually, I really enjoy this. I'm not even going to bother about Overwatch 2 anymore. Mm, Valorant. Yeah, I was was literally just about to say Valorant (laughs) is probably the one. But, I I mean, so, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what happens with Overwatch 2, but at its current state, I can't say Mm. that I would have nominated this personally. (laughs) But uh, that's... that's not to say that I did enjoy Metal Seal Singer because I don't think I enjoyed it as much as everyone else did. Really, Pete? Because you, you like metal. I love metal, but I'm not yeah. a rhythm game player, so I couldn't get into the oh. rhythm game aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Only pro- Sorry? I think you can turn that off. I think you can. I think I so. Did, did not know that, so I will go back and play it then and see if I can yeah. get a bit more of enjoyment out of it. It was you know confusing to me because I'm not very, <laughs> I'm not very if musical. You're not, yeah. You know what it reminded me of? And this is just me being silly because we really need to move on. But remember the, uh, was it Resident Evil that had the typing? Resident Evil yeah. mod? Yeah. Oh, yep. was it, you was had it? to type it. Don't you mean was it Resident Evil? No, Typing of the Dead, which was based on House of the Dead. That was it, House of the Dead, yep. yeah. It was House of the... Yes, that's right. It reminded me so much of that. It had that feel that, like, yeah. oh, I have to get through this, you know, this, yeah, I... this segment or whatever. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, there was a big difference with that, is I at least know the keyboard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas mus- I'm uh, not very musically inclined. I love p- listening to music, but playing music is a totally different thing. So that's very interesting to maybe talk about in the future. Oh uh, yeah, but for sure. Now. But yeah, <laughs> if I had, look, if I'm going to vote anything, I've to- I've sport- only uh-huh. spoke more positively about one game. It's Metal Hell Singer. Okay, Brent, what's your vote? Uh, I'm also going to vote Metal Hell Singer. I mean. Metal music is not my favorite, but it doesn't take away from the experience of the game. Uh, at its core, it's a Doom-like experience. It is. Uh, that's very and true. Then, and as I said, if you're not into rhythm games, just turn that part of the game off and you'll still enjoy it. There you go. Well, I learned something. Oh. Final Tilt, what's your vote? <laughs> uh, well, it, it's going to have to be Metal Hell Singer. I just love everything about the game. Just everything. It is, it is great. I'm not going to vote, obviously, because it's not a tie. Because it's an overwhelming majority. Metal Hell Singer moves to the next bracket. Yeah, it does. So next up we have, um, and I'm going to let Brent go first on this one, which is Disney okay. Dreamlight Valley against two point right? campers. Ooh, okay. who's got two point? Ooh. Ooh okay. Yeah, I get to rest right. my voice for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's always unfortunate when a game comes up against <laughs> when when a you know two two games you've nominated come up. Yeah, against. I did that last year. It was weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brent, your time begins now. Uh, well, I call this my mainstream pick. This is the game that I imagine most people are at least familiar with if they've not actually played it. Yeah, it is available on many different platforms. Yeah. And uh, currently in early access, you can play for free through Game Pass, or you can wait until early next year when it becomes free to play, and you can just play, you know, for free. Um, it is basically at its core 
a uh, farming sim uh, kind of community building like game set in a Disney world. So think like Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon and those type games, but everything Disney. But on top of that, it has a little bit extra kind of adventure to it. There's actual quest lines. You get to explore these different uh, areas that are pockets of these Disney uh, locations, iconic Disney places. You get to meet these different characters. And you can pretty much do what you want. If you like the farming aspect, you do that. I was really into the cooking. So I wanted to fill up my cookbook with all the available recipes. So I spent a lot of time collecting ingredients, trying different combinations to find these things. Obviously, you could just Google it and find someone's <laughs> list and go from there. But that wasn't fun to me. I wanted to discover them myself. And I was able to progress through the game just by doing that. I didn't have to go do other things that you can do in the game. I'm also very surprised by the freedom that they were given with these Disney characters, which is kind of unusual. And a good example of this is if you bring Scar along with you and you go talk to Ratatouille, there's like threats of eating him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would never happen in any other game. It doesn't actually happen. There is no violence. <laughs> uh, but I was very surprised by that. Uh, right there, you lost me. It's a very uh, kind of tangential thing. It only happens in certain situations. It doesn't always happen. Right. In your playthrough, it may never happen. <laughs> um, but I have found it to be a, a kind of escape from all the world. I've seen a lot of people that uh, started streaming it. There's been a lot of uh, Twitch activity with the game. That's and it's good. only in early access right now. So I feel like as time goes on, it goes into free-to-play. They're putting out content every month. It's going to be a really good game. I was allowed to nominate it this year because it officially released in early access this year. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it deserved to be on the list. Excellent. Oh, bam. Two seconds left to go. Yep. Very I, good. I, I, know, I know my three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right, Pete. Your turn begins now. Okay, so where do I start with Two Point Campus? So uh, to give a little bit of a background, Two Point Hospital was the game that came from Two Point Studios before. It was the spiritual successor to uh, Theme Hospital that was made all those years ago by Bullfrog Entertainment. And uh, yeah, it's been a long time since we've had any of these sort of like sim management games, mm -hmm. especially specifically centered around like you know, a hospital. But, um, so, whilst, you know, Two Point Hospital was very good in its in its respect, I feel like Two Point Campus is actually something more unique because it's something that, that Bullfrog never once did themselves and so it feels like they're going on their own, on their own merit now and they've learned everything that they did from Two Point Hospital and made a much more streamlined and more enjoyable experience in terms of the control, the um, the feel and the themes of the game, you know, because it's centered around a university. You've got so many different things that you can do. So you've got one that could be a medical school. You've got, I mean, they've just added a DLC into the game that's about a space academy. So there's so many things that you like, you've got in terms of potential for um, 
for the campaign itself. So, um, but yeah, the general gameplay is is obviously that you you find a you find a place to set up a university and you're basically managing everything from from it. So you know you have to have to manage resources such as your staff, your courses, your students. You have to cater to their needs and wants. You have to build uh, build stuff like um, your your frats. You know your your labs and everything like that so you have to it's a it's an awkward balancing act but they've done a really really good job of being able to slow the game down to a crawl so that you can you know you can start building stuff that's not going to have a huge effect on what's going on at the time you can also speed your years up to make it more you know run through so you if you've only got 30 minutes to play through a level then you can do so with relative ease actually you can spend as little or as long as you want in one mode before you move on to the next part of it and that's the most fun about it is the customization side of things is how you want your university to be how you want it to feel and how you want it to play it, it like the level of control both on the keyboard and mouse and controller feel identical they have not allowed the control the control scheme to be nerfed in any way shape or form on a controller but they've also made it as incredibly detailed on the keyboard and mouse like it was back in the day that actually i i don't tend to play many games on keyboard and mouse but i would for this game because it's so much more control with it but those are just little things it's the feel of the game. It's the humour of the game more than anything as well that just makes this a very enjoyable experience to me. Oh, that's your time. Yeah, I knew it like, was close. Literally <laughs> hit it like two seconds. Oh, you took the two seconds that Brent left. You took the two seconds. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will ask Pete, does it still have the same announcer? No, different announcer. Really? Uh-oh. Slightly different. <laughs> there goes my points. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> I will um, mention that both of the games are available on Game Pass, so woo! our listeners can try for themselves and see which one they like better. Uh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, so, Brent, can I, can I ask a quick question on that? Sure. Is Disney Dreamlight Valley only on console, or is it also on PC? It's on PC. Okay. Damn it. I was gonna say, I was pretty sure. No, I was pretty sure it was. Yeah, well, I told you, all, all of mine are multi-platform. All of my nominations. No, I was gonna say because that would have been a point against because <laughs> Two Point Campus is also on PC Game Pass. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! But, uh, but uh, yeah, let's hear. Oh, let's hear from the final tilt. What is his thoughts? Um, see, I've I've got really I've got a really big issue here. Is I'm not a I'm not a Disney person. Um, I like Kingdom Hearts, but that's about as far as I go. Um, in terms of sim management, I also played uh, Sim City as a, a lot as a kid, mm -hmm. and I played what's that? City Skylines oh, yeah. uh, came out uh, a few is years better. ago. It's, um, it's the superior one. Yeah, but honestly, I, I didn't play a lot of either of them. Um, I don't really have. I don't really have a favorite, um, and I I don't think I could choose. Honestly, oh. I, this is one of those ones oh. where I think I'm probably I will probably have to abstain from voting on this one because <laughs> I I don't I don't like either I don't like either game. Oh. I just can't I just can't well. I can't I can't choose. 
This I, is why we have the rule that you can abstain. Yeah, that's a, absolutely fair. I think that was something that came in oh, after man. the first year, wasn't it? Where we just spent too long trying to argue something that someone yep. yeah. We got to the point where we were trying to sway the voters, not so much praise <laughs> yeah. itself. <laughs> exactly. I got a lot of bribes that year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'm th- I'm casting the tie vote here. Well, uh, well I, I mean, that's uh-huh. not to say that I. I mean, let's be honest here. I, I'm it's happened before. Gonna, I mean, that let, we've switched votes from what we've nominated. There you that's go. true. I, that's true. I so, did it last so year. So we we do have to clarify this, but. I, I okay. mean, I'm going to go with Two Point Campus. Make I it official. I haven't played Disney Dreamlight Valley, but I did watch a lot of Chloe streaming it whilst I was on holiday, and it did look fun, at least. Exactly. Well, Brent, what about you? What's your vote? I, I am very much on the line of abstaining, because I do enjoy both <laughs> games. However, <laughs> I think Disney Dreamlight Valley is a more unique experience than Two Point Campus that already has other sim-like games. We already mentioned like SimCity and City Skylines, Two Point Hospital, but I do think that this Disney Dreamlight can become something unique when it fully releases. So I'm going to have to keep my bow there. Hmm. I can respect your reasoning behind that as well, but must Absolutely. I mean, I- I'm going to call into question though, just 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 for the oh, sake of fairness here, is that you did mention the games like Animal Crossing, so it's not that unique. Well, it's kind of a meld, though. <laughs> it has oh, that portion you. of the game, it Long. has the Disney portion of the game, and has like an RPG portion of the game. It has all of it melded together in a way that no other game has done. Okay, it just uh, now to me it just sounds like it's a little bit unfocused, whereas um, oh, two gosh, point campus knows, knows what it wants to be. Being a sim management know how game. it all melds <laughs> together very well. I know. Oh my I, I know. I'm just no, Pete's I'm being just, Pete. I'm being me. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's me. Um. So here's what's funny, even though I said we weren't going to do this, even though it's already been 20 minutes on this set. Um, <laughs> the bad thing is... We had our first abstention. It happens. Yes, that's true. Uh, the bad thing is, both of these games are in genres that I actually enjoy, because they're simulators. Both of them, both of them are different mm. simulators, but they're still simulators. True, yeah. Um, I will say, I watched a little bit of uh, the Disney one through Let's Players. Um, call me Kevin. Did uh, a video on it. Um, hey, at least I shouted oh. out our own writers' stream. Okay, I know, right? <laughs> That's very good, Pete. Um, but also, call me Kevin. Also, two point campus. <laughs> I don't know any of our writers that did a stream of that. Yeah, he might have done theme hospital. I'm not sure, or two point hospital, or whatever. Um, but I do have to say, for me personally, I think. I think Disney has potential, as Brent said, I'm going to agree with him in that respect. Um, so I think, again, it could even qualify in 2023 as a Game of the Year then, because it will be official release. No, if it's but... in this year, it's not counting. <laughs> Is that especially if it wins this one? Uh, especially <laughs> if it makes two point capital. Well, yeah. yes. <laughs> we haven't set up rules for 2023. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm pretty sure to qualify. Uh, but I will say that two point campus uh, is more in line with 
what I personally, I love Two Point Hospital and Theme Hospital. Um, and uh, those sorts of Sims are my preferred one. That's just my personal preference. But I do see great things coming from Disney. I think it's definitely a 2023 contender. Um, especially with uh, Kingdom Hearts fans. Because it does have those little pockets, as Brent mentioned. Mm. Personally, for this year, for 2022, I'm going to have to go with Two Point Campus. That's fair. Okay, so we have Maybe a resounding, right. resounding victory there. Resounding. Okay. I, no, I, I, I say resounding. It sounds it like it, you know. It's like I know that Disney could go next year. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, I get that. I totally understand. Look, Disney, uh, look, let me be frank here. I threw a lot of shade just because it's my game. I'll be honest. Yeah, of course. Obviously, <laughs> um, yes, 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 yes. But I did really enjoy what I what I watched of Disney Dreamlight Valley, like through Chloe's mm-hmm. stream. It looks like a really enjoyable game for a Disney fan who's like an uber yeah. Disney fan, let's say. Oh They'll yeah, get yeah, all exactly. the subtle little references, the little nods and everything. I do like that. The um the 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 blending of genres as well, I think, is a really, really cool aspect to it. So I'll be interested to see what happens when it goes into full release and free to play next year. So yeah, uh, it's only exactly. looking positive to start. Yep, agreed. Okay, let's do the next bracket because holy crap! Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, we've got another duel between us, uh, Brent. Oh, so do you want to take this first? Uh, I got one second last time, so as well. Okay. So we have Splatoon three against Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel. Oh, okay. Who's going first? I'll go first. Sorry, sorry, Brent. Was you agreeing? What? Uh, was you agreeing there? Because it might have cut out. Oh, I, I said I would go first. Okay, yeah, car- carry on. Carry on. All right, Brent, your time begins now. I know. Yu-Gi-Oh's not for everyone. I know. <laughs> Magic is more popular. I know these things. However, mm-hmm. on a personal level, this game has opened many doors for me. There you go. It came out in early 2022, free-to-play game, multiple platforms, including mobiles. So literally everyone can play it. Mm-hmm. And it has a free-to-play structure that doesn't really force you to ever pay money. It mm-hmm. has a uh, currency in the game known as Gems. But it is not separate. There's not a separate premium currency and in-game currency. Everything you do in the game will earn you gems. Yeah. Just like you could buy gems. So mm-hmm. if you play enough, you will get enough to buy packs. You can also break down unwanted cards or extra cards you have to get materials to just make the cards you want. So you never have to keep pulling to try to get the one card you want. You can just craft it. It is a very good system to make whatever deck you want. There's over 10,000 cards in the game. Oh, gosh, of course. Many, many different ways to make a deck. And none of them are particularly overpowered to others because they have monthly updates to a uh, ban list. So they will will either completely ban cards from the ranked duels 
or they will limit the amount of cards that you can put in your deck of that kind. Oh, goodness. You can still use the banned cards in casual duels if you so choose, but in the ranked mode, it has this ban list that is updated every month. They also have a different event every month. Sometimes it is uh, kind of a uh, themed thing, trying to get you to play a certain way. Um, you know, like a Link Festival, where they want you to use Link cards. I know you probably don't know what that means, but as an example... And then other times it's a more general event, like the one going on right now, where you just play and you try to rank up and you get rewards for winning. Um, and uh, the game has introduced me not just to Yu-Gi-Oh's video games, but also to the paper card game. Mm -hmm. I now have about a dozen decks that I have built, and I go to monthly game nights in my local game store. Uh, I've also been exposed to the anime that has several different versions and seasons that I have been watching through. And it is just an amazing experience that just playing this one free-to-play game has opened so many things for me that I have enjoyed over the past year when, to be honest, there's not a lot of things to enjoy in our current time period. Um, and I just really respect that. All right. Now you are done. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little bit short on that one. That was close. You were, you were, uh, you were six seconds. Yeah. Um, in the dis in the discussion stage, you are going to hate me. Wait, no way. <laughs> All right, Pete. Are you ready? Your time. Not after that. <laughs> Your time begins now. What do you really say about the third game in a long-running series? And especially a series like Splatoon, where it doesn't, like with Overwatch, it doesn't tend to change too much between. Uh, so you can only really talk about the aesthetic of the world itself, the graphics, and the changes to the weapons. Now, they've added some new weapons into, the, into this compared to Splatoon 2. And... Whilst they are really, really interesting, I don't know if they fit with the actual aesthetic of the game, unfortunately. But who doesn't want to use a bow and arrow? Who doesn't want to use a an ink roll that looks like a katana sword? They look cool as hell. They are some really interesting and unique designs, as as has always been with the Splatoon games. But what we all want to know is how the game actually feels. And the game feels as impressive as... And as ridiculously good as the previous two iterations. They they are games that really surprise. Because Nintendo actually has somewhat of a focus on an online mode. And it seems to work. Which, given 2022, doesn't always seem to be the case with Nintendo. So, gotta give them credit for that. You know, it is one of those games that has, you know, has helped to introduce me to new people, such as the Together We Play lot, and I have been joining sessions with them, and it's always fun, you know, getting a group of people together, even, you know, eight people, two, two teams of four, just playing different modes, and just enjoying the general aesthetic of the game and the general feel of it, you know, it is just one of those community games you can just have fun either by yourself or you can have fun with people it's got a robust story mode to it if that's what you like but also there's there's a horde mode because there's always a horde mode and the horde mode is probably the most fun horde mode i've ever played in my life and they've made some incredible additions to it 
Mm. Is that my time? Well, it's actually, you've still got a minute left, but that's fine. No, I'm going to keep going then. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I thought you were pointing at me because I... Had to... <laughs> no, I was just like, so... ODST horde mode's best. But okay. anyway. No, no. So, yeah, but it's, yeah, there's the balance of the weapons. It's just, they've managed to do some really interesting balancing with weapons that seem to be somewhat overpowered last time. They've managed to nerf them down, but also still make them as fun as always. I don't know if the arrow spray, I'm really annoyed by it, but hi. Um, you know, that you know, they've they've changed the general gameplay as like as such by obviously changing the um the specials and the, the alternate weapons that you get with them, like how you throw grenades and stuff like that. So they haven't made it exactly the same game, which is always nice to see. But graphically it looks a lot better. They've got a lot more in terms of the lighting, in terms of the actual color palette itself and it is just it is truly special bam time's up that is your time cool okay so uh, that actually we throw it over to the final tilt for and i love thought. that evil look on his face <laughs> as well <laughs> <laughs> right i so just to get just to give a bit of background so i started playing Yu-Gi-Oh when it first came into the, U the united kingdom before link oh. monsters before ritual <laughs> monsters uh before oh. xyz monsters i was playing this as soon as it was released in oh the united God. kingdom i loved Yu-Gi-Oh. i think it's i love everything that it stands for i love the anime i love the trading cards i've been to tournaments master jewel blundered big style oh gosh uh, as you, as you said it was released early 2022 uh and that was the worst time for it to release as that was when everybody was coming out of the COVID-19 mm -hmm. lockdown. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. they should have done is that they should have fast-tracked the production and released it in COVID-19 lockdowns. Therefore, people could still play the game and still participate in tournaments on it whilst they couldn't go to their local and play weeklies and play monthlies. Uh, and they potentially could have even have done the um, the Yu-Gi-Oh! World Championships potentially on Master Jewel if it had been released sooner. Uh, the only issue that I have, well, one of the other issues that I have with Master Jewel is that... Um, so when Master Jewel re uh, initially released, it had a very big player base. Very big. Um, the game's not even been out a year, and it's already dropped down to, I think, about 17,000 players Ooh. on a monthly basis. So it died quite hard. And the reason for this being is that there are already browser-based Yu-Gi-Oh! games out there that allow you to do the exact same thing as Master Jewel, but without the gacha-style system. Uh. So the cards are already there, readily unlocked for you. You don't have to go out there and earn gems. Um, I don't believe these browser-based sites have a rank-based system which is what i would say that master jewel is probably has the only one up on there but because these browser-based Yu-Gi-Oh sites already work like me and my brother when uh, master jewel came out we used it a lot but he doesn't like the gacha style system so he doesn't play it anymore 
because there's these browser-based sites that has all of these tens of thousands of cards ready and waiting for you and still uses the uh, the master rule set. Hmm. Interesting. So I, I actually didn't hear anything in there that was specifically targeting the game. It was <laughs> targeting the release window of the game and the fact mm -hmm. that there are other free things available which yeah kind of sounds like the whole rom situation again to be honest um, <laughs> yeah so i actually didn't hear anything bad about the game itself no yeah the only I thing i heard it. is it has a rank system you like okay. oh goodness and oh, goodness. Let, look i'm just gonna put it here for full disclosure you did say that you would have nominated it if you remembered it I do you know what I will stand by that, and I would still I I'm still putting my vote to Master Jewel Fair. because of the time and effort that I have spent into the Yu-Gi-Oh franchise. My like my gripes with the game and my gripes with the release haven't affected me with the mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh franchise in any way. If anything, I think I I think uh, Master Jewel has actually recreated that love for the game, uh, especially the trading card game because I used to be one of those people that went out there to the shop and bought individual packs. Oh, uh, yeah. I even I even built decks oh, and sold them for yes. profit. <laughs> um uh, so uh, the fact the, and the the fact that I didn't I have to spend real about. money. I, I did that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the fact that I can do that without actually spending real life money and using gems is actually much more beneficial for me because obviously the cost of living crisis and whatnot. Um, yes. And not just that, but I don't have anybody to play you know actual trading card games in, in physical format with anybody right. anymore. Mm. So having it in a digital format with the actual master rule set uh, is is very beneficial to me, which is why I, I would uh, my vote will still stay master jewel, although I've got gripes with it. Fair, <laughs> totally fair enough. Well, um, that's I, excellent. I do have a quick question about that though, because unfortunately I have not played master jewel, and mm -hmm. trading card games are not usually my kind of thing. Obviously, like many many years ago, I was a TCG TCG player, so mm -hmm. you know. <sighs> And it wasn't. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I did, uh, as I as I probably should. But I always have a passing interest in Yu-Gi-Oh. Always used to see it, and the characters' designs mm. always used to look cool. Yeah. But unfortunately, do you like? Do you feel like that we've had another bigger card game this year that's taken more people no. by storm that could somewhat overshadow this game? Marvel Snap. I didn't want to mention the name of the game. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, well, I already mentioned that uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! is available everywhere. Every yeah. home console, PC, mobile. Yeah. I feel like that gives it a leg up Yeah, um, on, it, it, on any other card game that has come out in any recent year. I can't think of any that has been available mm -hmm. such uh, such a mm -hmm. wide base. Yeah. Uh, so the, even yeah. if the game itself doesn't appeal to everyone, the accessibility of the game... It, it is unmatched. Okay, yeah, that's 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 reasonable. And to be fair, like until it was nominated on this list, I didn't even know it had a mobile version. Then started getting YouTube adverts for them, so I think <laughs> my phone's listening to me. Oh yes, yeah. but let's get the official vote because holy crap! Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Brent, All right, Pete, first. what's your official? Oh, okay. Brent, your official vote. Uh, 
as much as I understand that the Splatoon series is a, a very good one and the, the newest iteration is probably the best, I cannot in good conscience vote for a single platform game as game of the year because I don't think it can represent enough people to literally be game of the year. So I am going to stick with Master Duel, as I mentioned, available everywhere. Beat your official vote. Okay. So whilst I can nominate and gladly give a game to a game that is on a single platform <laughs> because it sold a stupid amount of copies, even for a single platform, I do feel like there are too many unfortunate issues with Splatoon 3 for me to actually put it through. And I raise, I raise Brent a glass on this one for changing my vote based solely on the amount of platforms that it's on. So I'm going to go with you, oh Master Jewel. Well, that throws it over to the final tilt for the tiebreaker. We knew yeah, it. yeah, it's, it's going to be Master Jewel. <laughs> Hands down. You make a convincing argument, Brent. Fair play. Of course he does. He does. You should have been prepared for this. I know. I've been I doing know. this. <laughs> I've we voted Warframe as Game of the Generation. I know. You had I thought of that the other that day. <laughs> like, I thought of that the other day, but it's like, it it made sense. It's still to this day. That argument that Brent put forth makes perfect sense. Still, can't Like, I still would it. vote it. Yeah, I still can't argue with it. Still can't um, believe it, but on the tail, though. <laughs> I know, right? Still can't um, believe it. I know, but it was a good argument. But we need to quickly move we, on. We do. So I'm going I'm... to take, I'm taking this one first because yeah, I know. So we have God of War Ragnarok oh. against Far Changing Tides. Oh. Who has God of War? That would be me. Oh, so it's you two again. Okay. Yeah. Nope. All right. That's why Pete. I said I'll go first cuz yeah. Yeah. Your time begins now. I mean what do we really say about God of War Ragnarok that you do, you can't not preface by mentioning God of War 2018? Because God of War 2018 was a near masterpiece. Yes, it, it was. I a, do it was an incredible game that was that stripped back the combat from the ridiculous over the top action games to make it a more personal and a lot more of an enjoyable experience about a man and his boy. So, so what do you say about God of War Ragnarok? It's a continuation. It feels exactly the same, but also makes some incredible advances in terms of narrative, in terms of graphics, in terms of gameplay, in terms of frame rate, in terms of everything. Oh. This game is probably one of the most stunning games I have ever looked at. Just going through certain areas of this world during Fimble Winter is one of the most enjoyable things that I've had in terms of games this year. It is something to behold and i have not been blown away by a 4k game as of yet and this is the first time it's ever happened um it plays flawlessly at you know over 120 frames per second uh, if you have a tv capable of doing so um but even even with that said it's it's a solid 60 across every platform it, it works incredibly well the combat is still as fluid and as amazing as ever but they've made some incredible additions, such as adding adding some more verticality to it. But I don't want to go into story, story stuff because of spoilers, but there are some changes in terms of the gameplay that really take you by surprise. They are... They're not what you would expect, but they are a very, very nice addition to the general game because it doesn't just allow you to play as Kratos. 
and that is all I will say on that. But the story is unbelievable. It is incredibly well acted, well voiced, well choreographed, and whilst I haven't fully completed the game just yet, I'm near 20 hours in, and it's been very, very difficult to even put that controller down at times. And this is... and. In terms of narrative experiences, it takes a lot for me to get involved in a narrative, but this one got me from the very start, and it is because it is a continuation of the of the of twenty eighteen story, and it goes places that you don't think it will go, and that's me. Okay, you still have thirty seconds, but that's fine. I can't say um, a bit more. That's uh, perfectly encapsulated. Uh Brent, your time begins now for those that don't know far changing times is the second in the far game series a series of indie games even though it is the second it is not a sequel it is actually a parallel game the events of this game take place at the same time as the events of Mm. the first game that came out far loan sales the gameplay is very unique you have a contraption i don't want to give too much away (laughs) a vehicle of sorts that you are using to traverse the world there's very little dialogue the only dialogue you come across is if you find a radio and happen to pick up one of the radio stations there will be a very slight tidbit of dialogue so the whole time you're a silent protagonist protagonist and you're trying to get yourself and this vehicle to this specific location and you really don't know why you don't know what happened you don't you don't know anything at the beginning of the game and that's the point so my suggestion to you it's on game pass is to just play it don't look up anything about it beforehand and you will have a much better experience because you will learn while playing the game the world kind of what happened what your role in the world is and there's a very satisfying ending if you feel like playing the other game, you can. You could do that first. You can do it after this. It doesn't matter. They happen at the same time. And I know I'm not saying a lot about it because I don't want to spoil a lot about it, but it really does uh, make you think about what events in the world really mean to individual people and what uh, how individual people can really uh, react to and feel uh, in situations of loneliness and i feel like that was extremely important during our pandemic time with lots of isolation social distancing etc and it and it really helped me personally work through a lot of those feelings by playing through the game so i highly recommend playing it like i said it's on game pass if you have game pass give it a try uh the old game far changing or far loan sales is very cheap um it's only like a five dollar game nowadays so if you'd rather go that route, that is a, another great experience as well. You said 30 seconds. <laughs> seconds. Okay. Uh, it is a, it's a relatively short game. You can do it in one sitting if you so choose. Um, you can also kind of do it by chapters if you just have a limited amount of time. You can just play through one little chapter that only takes like 15, 20 minutes and then come back later, do the next chapter. Um And so I kind of like how it's kind of set up that way, where you can kind of choose. Would you rather do it all in one sitting, or would you rather do it in bite-sized pieces? 
Damn, okay. there you go. Okay. Uh, Fred, <laughs> I, I do have a quick question about it being on Game Pass. Okay. Is it available with touch okay. controls? Ooh. Oh, goodness. I think so. I think it... It would work well with touch controls. That's my interesting. So uh, that that was what was interesting. Uh, is it possible to? So if it, it does, if it like is, then I feel like it would. Just because it makes sense to me that it would have touch controls because it would work well with it. Okay. Um, I'm going to be honest. I downloaded this and I forgot to play it. Okay. I mean, there. It's it's hard with Game Pass and all the games coming out constantly. You can't play them all. That I is true. Yeah, it was on my list to play this weekend before this show, and then um, Capcom told me that Street Fighter Six was coming. So I, yeah, I, <laughs> I wish I could tell you more about it. I, no, I'd rather, <laughs> but you I don't, don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather you don't. To be honest, uh, the only thing that I will mention about this because I might have heard this from another podcast that may have nominated uh, Far Changing Tides, or pl- at least played it anyway is that it made the first game better by default, is what they said. Yes. Well, that's that was what I was trying to say with the parallel ah. kind of gameplay. Uh, it yeah, does, I, in my okay. opinion, make the, the first game better. I'm not sure if they were saying it as a positive or negative, though. That's the only issue that I had with it. It was like, is this a more... I think I it know. was more... I think it's more of the person, and when you play the first game, if you're satisfied with how it ends, mm-hmm. then it's fine. But if you weren't satisfied with how it ends, the second game, I think, helps that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but I, I mean, think overall, the game does make the first game better. Okay. I have been interested in playing both of them, to be fair. I keep seeing Far Loan sales on sale, like, all the time. Like I said, $5. It's, it's cheap. <laughs> okay. Also, available on multiple platforms. Unlike God of War. We'll be on PC next oh. year, probably. Final tip, do you have any uh, thoughts on either of these games? Uh, I don't have very many thoughts on God of War, honestly. Uh, I've seen <laughs> I've seen some people play it. It looks like a very it looks like a very beautiful game. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about its kind of storyline. Uh, I have actually played Far Lone Sales, to be fair. Um, uh, no, is 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 my is my one word for for far loan sales. I I don't get what it's trying to do. I I I understand. I understand that that's the whole point of the game is that you you don't understand what's going on. Right. I don't like that. I like story-driven games. I am somebody that is currently trying to 100% Assassin's Creed games, currently working through Odyssey. I love story-driven games. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on in, in, uh, in Far Lone Sales. Of, again, I won't say too much about it, um, but if anything, my sway is more... T- I was... I was personally thinking about abstaining from this uh, because I didn't know which way to go. But because of the graphical, the way that God of War looks and its story uh, and the fact that it has already won so many awards already itself, I would have to go with God of War on this occasion. 
I can understand your reasoning behind that, and I'm not just saying that because it's my uh, game that I nominated. Well, let's get our official tallies in, as it's we're an hour and thirty minutes into this. <laughs> Pete, what is, what is your vote? Thanks for the constant reminder to the audience to keep looking at their their podcast player and uh-huh. see how long they've got left to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I can only go one way because it's a game that I have actually played. It's a game that I nominated, and it is a game that I, I look. I've been so outspoken about the seventy pounds or the seventy dollar games like in price increase. I think it was ridiculous when they did it. But the fact of the matter was is that I didn't think it ridiculous when I paid the money to play God of War <laughs> and haven't regretted it a minute since. So God of War Ragnarok it is. Oh, goodness. Uh, of course, Brent, what is your uh, As much as I love mythology and Christopher Judge oh, in yes. his portrayal of Kratos, yes. again, I, I just can't say that that represents a game of the year when it's only on one console that not everyone has. Um, so I, I'm going to have to stick with Far, and I know it was the David versus Goliath round. I don't <laughs> think I had a chance to really make it through, but I really do implore everyone with access to Game Pass or willing to pay for a month of Game Pass to give it a go. It, it, is, sure. it is a short experience, but it is a good one, and, and it sticks with you, and I think that that's important for games. Well, sticking to his principles, that is Brent's vote. Absolutely. Uh, I can can respect it. Look, I think, you know, games do get nominated in in Game of the Year. They do mm -hmm. come up against an unfortunate one where you you Mm -hmm. think to yourself, why does it have to go up against that? But remember that yeah. C16 games are the 16 games we've found to be the most enjoyable across the entire year. And it is highlighting a game like Far Changing Ties to some that might not know it. And I'm glad that we've done it's that at least true. because, like I said, Far Low Tales sounded good to me and I've already wanted to play it. So I'm mm-hmm. more likely to now go and buy it and play the, that and Changing Tides now. And again, I want to reiterate to our audience as long as we, we as in us here on this podcast for being authentic to our choices. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole crux of it, you know? Yeah. Um we're we're staying true to our choices. And like I said, I respect Brent's principles hundred percent. I, I I love that he follows through. Sure. Uh, but that does mean God of War moves on to the next round. Okay. So yes. Pete, what is the is so, it we're at the final bracket of the first no we've got three more three more ties to go through and the the, oh dear goodness in heaven i know i know (laughs) so we have a little bit of a dilemma with this one because i need to ask a question first okay Uh, who who nominated arcade paradise that was me okay because next up we actually have two of um final tilts games and he's already done <laughs> another one of those yes, rounds. <laughs> no, That's so, not the, fair. so that is why I'm stating we. I think we should switch a participant. So, I'm gonna agree with I'm, this. So I'm gonna make I've an executive decision. Okay, I've got a coin. Heads and tails. It's okay. a square coin. Okay. So, uh, heads or this side, the coin side uh, will be for sure. F1, and the other side will be for uh, Call of Duty, and it will switch with. Um, one or the other of the game, so uh, it is. Uh, that's going to be F1. So F1 okay. is going to switch with. 
be the same. Arcade Paradise. So it's Arcade Paradise against Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Okay. Should we, and by should, I mean please let us take yes. a yes. very brief two-second bathroom break. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone. <laughs> with, I would love to say this is the second half, but I am afraid that this is only the first third. <laughs> but we are continuing on with the next category. Pete, what are our our two nominees? So we have uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 against Arcade Paradise. Woohoo! So, do we have a preference for who goes first? Um, I, I don't. I mean, I've I've not I've not uh, talked for a little while, so I don't mind go. I don't mind going first. I'm gonna um, agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. I, although this is a game I have nominated, I don't think I can say too much on it, and for the very reason of, uh, I have not actually bought the full game. Uh, due to the simple reason of it's an ActiBliss game, and I don't want to give them any more money. Um, so any games that they release free to play, I'll happily play, but I'm not going to give them any money because, yeah, it's just 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 my my own personal view on it. Yeah. Uh, so I have been playing a lot of Warzone and a lot of DMZ. Uh, Warzone is very much your very standard battle royale. You either go in as a group or you can go in as solos. Whichever you want, uh, and again, there's not really much to say about it. It's a battle royale game. What more do you want me to say? Um, it does have some of the old classic uh, Modern Warfare 2 maps built into it, uh, like Afghan. Uh, I'm just trying to think of some others. I actually can't. Uh, I think Rust is built into that map as well. Um, but the one game mode that really stands out to me is DMZ. Now, I'm an individual that has wanted to play Escape from Tarkov for quite some time, okay. but I'm not willing to pay the price for Escape from Tarkov whilst it's still only in early access. I'm not going to do it. So I needed something that I could play that was very much like Escape from Tarkov but not escape from Tarkov, and from what I, what how I feel about it is that DMZ does this very well. Um, everything that I kind of expect ex Escape from Tarkov to be is how I feel DMZ to be, but it's a lot more easier uh, from what I can tell. Is it's a lot more user friendly, and it's free to play. So who doesn't like free to play? And that's all I've got to say on that. <laughs> how much time okay. left? I won for a minute. <laughs> okay, because I've actually played a bit of uh, Warzone as well. Oh, okay, uh, do so you want to add some add some points? Look, I'm okay. totally totally with you. Acti Blizz definitely not going to give them money, but was more than willing to download Warzone because people at my old job were playing it, and it's surprisingly a lot more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Um, whilst I'm not the biggest battle royale person, it was mostly quite fun to actually have an objectives based like. Um, battle Royale system. I, I'm not sure if I'm talking about the same mode that you are, because I'll be <laughs> honest, I never set any of the game modes up myself. It, I was never party leader. But what I did play of it, I re did really enjoy it. The combat felt much like I was playing an old school Call of Duty game from many years ago when I actually used to be a player. 
and it still feels fluid. It still feels really nice, actually. But yeah, it's just I haven't played Modern Warfare two to comment on it, and yeah, seventy seventy quid to go to Activision. It. Definitely not. Bam. Ding ding ding. Cool. All right, Brit, your time begins now. So Arcade Paradise is uh, an indie game that is kind of a mashup of genres. It's one part kind of classic arcade game, one part um, idle game, and then kind of a little part of a uh, kind of a simulation management game because you can uh, design your arcade how you wish and that can actually influence things. Um, it's not for, it's at least initially in the beginning of the game, not for everyone. Because you start off inheriting a uh, a laundromat. I, I don't know if it's called that in the UK, but that's what yeah. we call it here in the US. Yeah, yeah. It's laundrette. I don't know. Okay. Laundrette, laundromat, same thing. Yeah. And in the back room, you have a few arcade games, and you kind of realize pretty quickly that those games are producing more money than charging people to use the laundry facilities. Um, so you start trying to focus on that part of the business, and that's kind of how the gameplay loop goes, is you're just trying to uh, make enough money to buy the next cabinet, to put it in your uh, back room, and then at some point you need more space, so you got to try to get some money to, to buy more space, and that's how it goes until eventually there is no more laundry facility, and it's just a giant arcade. So some people like... Some people don't like the laundry mechanic. That's a way to get some extra money, but it can be a little tedious. Uh, and I and I understand that. I just want to be honest with you. Uh, personally, I enjoyed it because I put the Konami code in on the main screen. Just well, that's cool. Um, nice. Otherwise, you're playing these arcade games. None of none of them, but the newest DLC one is actually a licensed game uh, because they're so old that you could just make unlicensed version of them so right. some of them are just some of them are mashups so one of my favorite mashups was gta meets pac-man i never oh. thought that that would be an enjoyable game but it is okay <laughs> and then they also have some unique games that they've made themselves um that they put into the cabinets uh which are also quite enjoyable and there's a ton of machines. I think there's like 50 different machines. You'll find something that you like. And it really replicates that early 90s arcade era that I got just the tail end of. So I yeah. have a little bit of nostalgia for, but yeah. not a ton. You have 10 more seconds. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I got nothing. I, I was addicted to it. Two. One big. Okay, okay. I will. I would have finished that point off by saying uh, it's made by Wired Wired Productions, a friend of the oh. show, Gareth. So yeah. Yes, very much friend of the show. That, I don't think he's part of Wired Productions anymore. It's, not, but... it's, it's published by Wired. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They they publish really cool games yeah. that is yes. not influenced by their friendship to our show. Yes. <laughs> uh, but. Pete, even though you already gave some info to Call of Duty, do you want to express your thoughts, give your vote? 
Sure. Are you um, things along? Look, <laughs> I haven't played Arcade of Paradise. I'd forgotten about it until it come up in this list. I'd heard many, many good things about it from various podcasts, from various other people. Obviously, the mild, you know, the friend of the show connection probably should have led to that. But hey ho, let's not let you know let that color my view in any way, shape, or form. As right. some, and also the same with the, Activ- here. with the Activision Blizzard stuff, because mm-hmm. I could very much vote against uh, Call of Duty for that reason solely. But I want to be fair and balanced. So, what am I going to be more likely to pick up and play next? And I think Brent makes the convincing argument for me about the arcade uh, life. You know, it was something I experienced firsthand and I've been wanting to experience again for a very, very, very long time. Uh, There is a local arcade to me that is, you know, is great. I love it. I go quite frequently. So for me to play a game about an arcade, I'm probably more likely to pick that over a first-person shooter that I don't tend to blend with very frequently anyway. So I'm going to go with Arcade Paradise. Alright. Final your vote. Uh, so although I actually have a cabinet right behind <laughs> me... That's pretty cool! Um, I didn't know about Arcade Paradise. Uh, I literally had to Google it whilst it was being explained. Uh, I had no idea uh, what it was. Uh, I didn't even know such a thing existed. It sounds very much like an arcade, a, li- a literal arcade simulator game uh, yeah, yeah. With, uh, with, a, with a strong hint of customization. Although I do think it would be something for me, I would be more inclined to actually play Warzone or DMZ. Um, so although I'm not a big fan of Activision Blizzard's ethics and the way that they work, uh, my vote will still have to be Call of Duty. Brent, how about your vote? Yours is the final vote. Even though parts of Modern Warfare 2 are free, Arcade Paradise is an indie game, so it is a budget title. Um, so there is no $70 price tag attached to like the campaign or anything like that. Um and I and like I said, I, I was literally addicted to the game for quite some time that I would play it and, and be like, I want to do one more day. I want to do one more day. I want to do oh, one more. Gosh. That's um, me. And I haven't had that experience in a while, and I feel like that actually replicated the arcade experience for me, mm. putting in one more coin to get another life, one more coin to play again, one more coin to get a high score, and I feel like it was just the perfect package um they've gotten even better now with dlc adding extra cabinets they have a small fee attached to them but if they're something that you enjoy the latest one i think pete in particular would really like because it is a side scrolling kind of beat em up crawler there you Um, go (laughs) so i'm going to have to vote for arcade paradise even though i do realize that at least in the beginning the laundry aspect of the game can be off-putting if you stick with the game, it will reward you in the end. There you go. Well, okay. Arcade moves on to the next yep. thingy. Pete, for the love of God, what is the next? <laughs> <laughs> so the next game, uh, the, the next matchup that we have is F1 mm-hmm. 2022 against Rollerdrome. 
Against what? Rollerdrome. Oh. Oh, is okay. I think I know what Rollerdrome okay. is. Okay. Oh, well, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Final tip. This is this is gonna be this. I think this is actually gonna be a very interesting matchup between I think these two so. games. I yeah. think so as well because uh, just so you know, I've played both. Okay. Oh yeah. All right, yeah. Fair. Okay, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go whenever. Go, your time starts now. Okay, so uh, Formula One 2022 is the latest installment of the yearly installment of Formula One games. Now, normally I am... Uh, I am very against yearly installments of games um, because I feel that they can just be an updated version of them. They could just be a DLC. But Formula One 2022, I absolutely love, as I do feel that they have updated the ray tracing on some of the circuits uh, around there. Um, and they've also been able to... Um, also, it was a whole new iteration of car as well. A lot of the rules and regulations changed uh, for this year of the game. Uh, therefore, the, the, most of the car models did need to change in order to do this rules and regulations. Um, so uh, this is one of the reasons why I kind of put it on the list. I'm a really big Formula One fan anyway. Uh, I will try and watch it as and where I can. Um, and Formula One 2022 is just one of those games that I can always come back to. It is always a chill game, whether it's me playing the campaign uh, and starting from the bottom team uh, and working my way all the way up to the top, or whether it's just having absolute shenanigans on what is Formula One's multiplayer mode, where the game is basically, uh, its multiplayer mode is more like am I going to survive turn one than actually finish a five-lap race? Uh, usually, a lot of the time, it is no. Um, but it is nonetheless a fun game to play. And it doesn't really matter which team or which driver it is that you support. Usually, there's not a lot of drama behind Formula One. Cough, cough, the past two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I won't say too much about that. Yeah. Um, but um, you can support one team or you can support one driver and the whole community will have a conversation with you and you won't essentially be ousted for liking that particular one. And you can, you know, you can drive as them, you can do racing leagues as them. You can just do so much things. And especially with the new update, uh, the new thing that they brought in where you can drive supercars. Uh, you don't necessarily have to drive Formula One cars around the tracks. So you can drive these supercars now as well, as well as driving the safety cars, actually. Oh. Yeah. That, well, you still got 20 seconds, but we'll say. Nah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Pete, are you ready? I am. Three, two, one, go. I don't expect answers to this, but these are three clarifying <laughs> questions I need to ask the audience on this one. Do you like games like Tony Hawk? Do you like Doom? And do you like a visual aesthetic very much like Beautiful Joe back in the day? Oh, if you answered yes to all three of those questions, Rollerdrome is your game. It is a flow state shooter game where you are playing as a protagonist on roller skates. It, weird concept, I know. But it's got some very unique things about it. Um, like I said, it is a flow, it is a flow state shooter where 
much like Doom, your speed and your accuracy mean everything. Now, the most unique aspect about this is you do tricks to reload your weapons. Now, I have never seen something quite like that in a game before, and it works really, really robustly well. It, it is a game that is incredibly simple in terms of its control method, but incredibly hard to master because of its enemy placement and its various ranges of different enemies to go across. So you have your normal grunts, you have you who will shoot pistols at you, you will have rockets coming at you, which you, must, you need to dodge. Uh, you'll have snipers that are in some very unusual positions that require you to use your brain to actually get to them. And all the while, it requires you to not only use the same tricks all the time because you will reload less by doing so. So it requires you to, you know, to make each run unique, interesting, and it just makes the game have this level of depth that is untouched by anything else that I have played this year. Uh, I put in my review of this, and yes, I gave I gave this score a very high score. I said that this was a serious game of the year contender at the time and i stick by that visually it's striking its unique color palette is something to be observed and seen in person rather than just watching a youtube video the way it plays is incredible the unique the unique ways that it uses the dual sense controller on the ps5 version is something else as well it is something to be seen to be to be believed that it actually exists and that's about as much as I want to say about it at the moment. Yep, I second that. Pete, the minute Pete played this game, he came onto the podcast and said, absolute game of the year contender. Uh, so, Brent, ball's in your corner. Where do All you right. lie on this? Debate? Well, I do enjoy racing games. Yes, yeah. I have played... <laughs> several iterations of the F1 series, including F1 22. I think it might have only been a trial version, but uh, I did get to experience it at least. And even though it is the next iteration and it should be going forward, I actually think it went backwards a little by cutting out the classic racing. That was my favorite part of previous entries. I liked reliving the late 70s uh, F1 era, that's mm. my favorite era of F1 racing and they just completely removed it with the newest iteration and I don't I don't feel good about that um, Rollerdrome on the other hand I have not played, I have heard of I've seen videos of, I've read uh, Pete's review of and I really want to play it especially after hearing him explain it uh, kind of uh in, in, in his fashion, I guess, <laughs> uh, has really hyped it up for me. Uh, so I think I'm going to have to put my vote on Rollerdrome. All right. Uh, final Tilt, do you have a final vote? Uh, I hate to do this because obviously I love Formula One. I do agree with the whole removal of... Um, as in, I don't... I mean, I, I agree with your statement about the removal of classic races, because I know earlier iterations of Formula One gave you the option to go into the special events 
where you could go into uh you, you had like a certain um mode where you could do in like the the actual classic cars like Ayrton Senna's McLaren uh like Fernando Alonso's like um uh, Renault that he that he won in um but honestly after Pete's after Pete's description of Rollerdrome I think my vote is going to have to go to Rollerdrome I really want to play it <laughs> oh, oh being majority Pete won over by your passion uh Rollerdrome advances well mm -hmm. let me just say because like I said I played both games this was tough actually no, I was not the biggest racing fan, especially simulation racing. My god, is F1 2022 really, really good. Mm. It's really good. Um, the like, like you said, I played this on PC actually, like through the yep. EA Play trial, and it runs utterly flawlessly on PC. It does. I was really surprised by that because EA have not, and by extension, Codemasters are not well versed with the pc sort of side of things so mm -hmm. to get to get a game running that well on pc i was massively surprised about i played yeah. it for a good for about an hour and i was blown away by it like the graphics itself like it really did feel like i was actually inside the cars it was ridiculous mm -hmm. and i think this is whilst i think roller drone is probably the most unique game i've played all year I would have been hard pushed if this come up if F one had come up against anything else because I really do like it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, slightly hollow victory in this one. <laughs> well, what a victory it is! So we got one more. Okay, we have. So I need to clarify this as well. But whilst we okay. did switch the games, so mm -hmm. obviously RK Paradise went against um, uh, Call of Duty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. It, it does mean that one, like we are swapping them back for how they originally were. It's just for the sake of what was going on at the time. So, okay. basically, it means that um, Arcade Paradise will go through on where that was supposed. Basically, where Call of Duty was supposed to be, pretty much. I'm gonna take just, your word. Just for ignore it. me. Yeah. And just essentially go <laughs> yeah. with it because I've screwed yeah, this bracket okay. up yeah. quite massively for the. And I was hoping to put this out as a link afterwards. Not going to work now. <laughs> no. So, well, anyway, the last game of this round is Lost Ark against Citizen Sleeper. Okay, uh, who are our arguers? <laughs> I'm Lost Ark. <laughs> ah, who's Citizen? That Friend? would be me. Ah, <laughs> who wants to go first? Friend? I, I would like to go second, to be honest. Okay. Ooh, all right. okay. No, it's fine. That's all part right. of the game as well. As well. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, Here we go. I okay. Ju uh, just give me one sure. second real quick. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so, all right. It was published by them. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm ready. I was just needing to check uh, who, who it was published by again. That was all. That's fine. Okay, oh, fine. Perfect. All right, your time begins now. 
Okay, Lost Ark is an MMORPG. Now, admittedly, uh, I did ask this question before I had it in my list. Admittedly, Lost Ark was originally released in South Korea, I think, believe, back in 2019, but didn't get a release in the Europe and the Western countries until this year of 2022. And it was allowed, so it's fine. Um, it. it was, uh, it's been published in the Western countries by Amazon Games, and it is an MMORPG. That uh, runs itself on the Unreal Engine, uh, Unreal Engine Free. Now, I've got a lot of good things to say about uh, Lost Ark, and a lot of bad things to say about Lost Ark. Hmm. The bad things that I've got to say about Lost Ark. I lost a shit ton of my time and my life into this game. Um, a lot of us, we had a massive group when it when it got released. Uh, took time off work. Um, to be able wow. to play this when it came, when it when it came out, and just like uh, Amazon Games's uh, other MMORPG that they released, New World, there was issues with logging in uh, because the servers just weren't great. The servers weren't able to handle it, and it was just a big mess come launch day. However, the the gameplay of Lost Ark is very much your Diablo style MMORPG game. Um, I mean, what more can I say about that? It's just a lot of fun to play, and the the best thing about it is is that it is immensely fun to play with friends. Um, if you get left behind, then it becomes unfun to play. Um, but if, as long as you've got a group of friends that are willing to play it and not advance forward. Um, until until basically all of you are ready, then you can obviously move forward. Um, the class system is is great. There's multiple classes, multiple races that you can play. Um, again, with it being an MMORPG, the stories in it are vast. You can choose whichever route that it is that you want to go down, but there will always be that main storyline that you can follow. And the the big bad end game bosses are always fun to uh, always fun to uh, team up against and uh, and complete, as well as having a uh, kind of mini uh, mid game bosses that you can so like world bosses. So in particular regions, you will have a, uh, a like a, a spawned boss. And there are just like 20 to 30 of you that just descend on this one world boss uh, just to get all of the all of the loot. But although I spent a lot of time into it, I would definitely go back to play it if uh, if I had friends that were playing it again. Okay. Wow. Like, bam, you finished right at three minutes. That is wild. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. It seems Prince. like someone else knows their three minutes too. <laughs> Yeah, I exactly. Do. It was like, bam. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, okay. Brent, are you ready? It's probably more if you guys are ready. Cause this oh, is here we go. The oh, one go. in my heart. Okay. Oh, we got we our go. emotional argument, and yeah. which Sprint is uh, a master at. All right, Brent. Your time begins. Citizen Sleeper is the sleeper hit of the year, and I firmly believe oh. that. <laughs> this game, although an indie game, has I've never had a game, not just this year, but ever in my life, my 30 years of playing games, ever 
make me think and feel as much as this game has in such a short amount of time. At its core, the game seems bare bones. There's no voiceover. It's all text. Uh, there's not a lot of graphics. But I think that actually enhances the game in a way that you're not distracted by all that. You actually get to think about specifically the choices you're making and the consequences that come from that. And by the end of the game, you have all kinds of questions that you want to find an answer to in yourself. What is life? What is being a person that uh, can interact with other people? You know, what, is, what does it mean to even exist? Okay. All these questions <laughs> that pop up as you play this relatively short game. The gameplay-wise seems so simple, but is actually quite deep. Depending on your health each morning, you roll a number of dice. So it's just six-sided die. And then you choose actions to slot them into in that day. And depending on the number that you have depends on how successful you are. So it seems straightforward, but it actually is quite deep. Mm. And again, I think that system just enhances the whole experience of the game where you're not bogged down by all these complicated systems and it's just a simple put this number in this slot to do this action and you get to think more about the specific action and what comes next and i really think the game respects your time as well everything's done in days and it saves at each time so even after you get to an ending if you're not happy with it you can just reload the previous day and you don't really have to lose that much of your time to choose a different path. And I highly recommend doing that, even if you're happy with your first ending, just to experience all the endings. Because each one will present these different philosophical questions to you, and they might not give you answers, and that's okay. There may not be an answer, and that's kind of part of it too. And on top of all that, they've already put out one free... DLC and have another free DLC planned. It's on Game Pass. There's no reason why you can't give it a go if you're on Game Pass. Otherwise, it's an indie game, budget title. I highly recommend playing it. It's available on lots of different platforms. I really can't say Damn. enough about it. Done. <laughs> uh, Brent, I All have right. a question. Okay. Did you ever play Disco Elysium? Uh, no. Okay, well that discounts my question then. <laughs> I, I have it, but I've never had a chance to play it. Okay, I was just wondering whether or not the dice roll mechanic was quite similar to how it is in Disco Elysium. I mean, uh, some people have described it as a board game kind of system, but it's not really that. It It's kind of more like an RPG system, like a tabletop RPG yeah, system. Okay, right. so the, yeah, that that does exactly answer the question of does it play like Disco Elysium? Okay, pretty because you, much, you yes, level yeah. up and you can give yourself bonuses. So if you use a specific die to do a certain action that you have a bonus to, then that changes the number of the die. You can also yeah. have negatives in that as well. Okay, yeah, that's mm -hmm. pretty much how uh, exactly how Disco Elysium works with its skill system. Okay, Pete, do you have a vote then? Yes. Okay. I've played neither. Yes. Uh, I would like. I would say in this occasion, I'm not going to abstain, 
but I am going to vote solely on the game that I would like to play the most. Based solely on the arguments alone. Um, Lost Ark sounds like a really enjoyable, fun experience to those who love MMORPGs. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you've ever listened to a show, I do not play MMORPGs, let alone an RPG true. at the best of times. That is very true. So, you won't even play Witcher 3. So whilst it is a disservice <laughs> to say that Lost Ark might not be an enjoyable game for me because of that reason, I've just looked at screenshots. It looks unreal. It, like Graphically, it looks incredible. Uh-huh. Like, unreal. I know. I, I know. I, I, <laughs> almost like it was a choice to say that. I'm so tired! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, look, fair play to Lost Ark for coming out the way that it did. You know, it recovered from there. You know, it's always no, quite hard true. for an MMO to ever recover from a, a rocky launch period to still be in the conversation yeah. with Game of Year. Fair Plus enough. Amazon games. Uh, that was actually a point against it, if I'm honest. Because, I heard what I'm saying, yeah. yeah so, pretty but, good on them, because... So, Whilst I would like to put Lost Ark through, I cannot because just looking at the screenshots for Citizen Sleeper, listening to every single podcast that I have this year that have raved so heavily about Citizen Sleeper and it being on Game Pass, I think that's an instant choice for me. Luke? I'll tilt, I mean. Sorry. No, no, no. No, no, that's fine. Um... I think I, I think I'm gonna have to stick with my guns here. Um, although I really like the sound of uh, Citizen Sleeper uh, because I am an avid D and D player, uh, and it sounds very much D and D like. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's one of the reasons why I'd like to play it. Um, I don't really like. I mean, I like games to escape from reality. Um, and if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play a game and it's gonna start asking me life questions, that's gonna put me off because I, I the the very reason I play video games is to escape reality. It's so a very my, fair argument. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Lost Ark is still gonna have my vote. Uh, Brent, I don't want to make any assumptions. So Brent, your vote. Um. This is the one. This one's going to the top. It's going to the finals. I'm not going to let it down at any point along the way. Citizen Sleeper to the end. All right. All right, Pete. For the love of all that is holy, what is next? (laughs) We're two hours and 20 minutes into this. I am fully aware. I'm looking at the clock. It's nine o'clock at night for our listeners out there in TV land or radio land. Yeah, I actually think we've done pretty good because I set aside four hours, so I figured two hours to get through the first round. So I'd say we're. I'm going to say silly things. I I know, but to be (laughs) fair, we've got through this one quicker than we have done in previous years. Oh my goodness! But yes, we are now onto the quarterfinal stage, so it's going to get quicker from here. No okay. explanation of games, just nothing but soul arguments now. Okay. Okay. So the first game that we've got up, as you could probably gather from the bracket as is, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge against Metal Hellsinger. <gasps> okay. Oh my, an upset for our listeners. I'm going to start counterclockwise for me. Pete, what is your vote? Oh. <laughs> 
Also, I think along with Metal Hell Singer, I know what makes it great. I know <laughs> what makes it great. And I'm really interested to keep playing it. Oh. This is why Pete is good at this. It's very objective. Oh. <laughs> I've got to stick with my guns here, I'm afraid. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is my top game of the year. Like, without a doubt, it is the best game I've played all year long. And that's... And that's... That's coming up against bloody God or Ragnarok, for Christ's sakes. So, I've got to stick with it. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, I think that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Brent, you're next on my... I, I just want it to be. I just want it to be known how much I struggled with that, though. Just let that be known. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if I can choose either. I like both of them. I might have to abstain. Your choice. You're absolutely entitled to do that. It's going to be one of the last times I think I can too. We're our- <laughs> yeah, we're in the nitty gritty. So- I may uh, as well do it. I may as well abstain now. Okay. Yeah, Final tilt. What is your vote? I think I would be doing the likes of. Uh, I think I'd be doing the likes of Dio uh, a disjustice if I was to uh, not vote for Metal House Singers here. So I am gonna. I am gonna bless the heavy metal gods, and I am gonna stick with Metal House Singers. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. Okay, we're at one all here with an was, abstain, so that means Kylie has to step in. I have to do the deciding vote, oh. which is ironic. Oh, what? Let me just say one thing that I forgot to mention before. Okay, because arguments are done, but go no, ahead. No, they're not, they're not done. I can. We can still sway either way. Okay, okay. So if I if I manage to get, get a sway, then I'm going mean, to relish this. I will tell you... Something's been said that has really tipped the scales, but go for it, Pete. Because you mentioned Dio. <laughs> Look, Dio is awesome. Not gonna, not gonna argue with that. But Dio had nothing to do with this game. That's true. But however, however, someone who was involved in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles doesn't oh. also have a bleed over with this show because Johnny Atma, the guy who's given us our music for the show. Made some of the music oh, with T Lopes, wow. and those two guys might wait, wait, wait. what a part. Gonna let that personal connection sway your vote, Kylie. Oh, I haven't said what I'm doing yet, but I will say I'm glad Pete acknowledged that because I didn't know that. I so was that's meant very to mention cool. it. Yeah, shout out for that. But I mean, come it's on, it's still going the same way. I it's know. Going <laughs> I knew it. No, I, mean, I knew it was. I knew it was. I tried desperately. In vain. I know, but even without the Dio shout out, it was going to go that way anyway. I um, know, I know. Fair- because I mean, for me, that's you know, that's the more familiar game. I love every bit of it. It is just too cool for school. So mm-hmm. Metal he- Metal You did mention Doom at one point, so that's kind of go. Anyway. Look, you, uh, you've, not made a, you've not made a wrong choice here at all. Like, um, there is no such thing as a wrong choice. This is true. As long as we're authentic yeah. to ourselves and exactly. our decisions, and, we're, yeah. And like I said, uh, I was so stumped on this one alone as well. Yeah, no, yeah. to be fair, to be fair, they are both very good games. Unfortunately, my experience with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wasn't the greatest experience, but that was only because it was early, like early days, you it know. It was the first couple of days so. as it came come out. Yeah, there's some bugs needed to be worked out. 
but that moves us on to the next bracket, Pete. Two point campus against Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Jewel. Ah, <laughs> uh, I have a feeling I I've will not be deciding mode I've on got this. four of my games through to the next round. Oh, there you go. <laughs> my God. And it may be, it it may be a case then. <laughs> it no, may no, be a case that none of them get to the, the final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I'm uh, going to go the opposite way this time, just to mix things up a bit. Uh, final tilt. What about you? What's your vote? Uh, Master Jewel. Hands up. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> no surprise there. Uh, Brent, what about you? I'll be honest, I've already I'm... marked this, by the way. Uh, uh, as an overall package of introducing me to so many things beyond the game, mm -hmm. I, I can't discount that. So okay. I'm going to have to choose Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. And Pete. My vote means just nothing, so you... but I'm giving it, it a customary matter. vote. It's... Two point campus. <laughs> yep, you, you you stick to your principles. Like that I said, I'd, I'd already marked it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, next bracket. Uh, so next we have God of War Ragnarok against Arcade Paradise. Wow. Oh my gosh. And I'm starting with Brent. Brent, what's your vote? Uh, yeah, I think I got to stick to it. I can't vote for something only on one platform. I, I just can't. So I'm going to vote for Arcade Paradise. Principles win. Uh, Pete, what about you? However, I can vote for something that's only on one platform because it is that good of a damn game that it shouldn't matter. Oh. So I'm going with God of War Ragnarok. Alright, final tilt. Final vote. I'm sorry, it's got to be God of War. It has to be. <laughs> wow. I mean, the, the graphics, the storyline, it just it's everything that I would want in a game. Oh, very true. All right, God don't, of War makes it through. Don't get me wrong, though, Brent. You've made a very oh, yeah. convincing point for Arcade Paradise, and I'm probably yep. going to pick it up after hey, this now. Yep, as I long definitely as people will. play it, I'm happy. Yep. No, I definitely will, because it's right up my alley. That's exactly what I love. Yeah, uh, I, I was genuine in what I said of when we put it through. I really do love the arcade yeah. experience, and I, that's something I'm interested in. So next I'm up, and on. the final game of the quarterfinals... See, we're hurrying through, as you can see. Yeah, yeah I'm glad. We've got Rollerdrome against uh -huh. Citizen Sleeper. Oh, dear. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with Pete. <laughs> this is the only time I'm going to do this. I'm uh -oh. going to abstain. <gasps> oh, we've got an abstentia. Vinyl final tilt, not vinyl tilt. Oh, <laughs> tilt. <laughs> What about uh, you? Your vote. I mean, both games do sound good, uh, but with my point earlier that I like to use video games as a way to escape from reality, and just because I absolutely love the sound of Rollerdrome, it's going to have to be a Rollerdrome. All right, Brent, make it official. I, I said I'm going to stick with it. I fully believe that this should be game of the year. I cannot talk about it enough. I, uh, as much as Rollerdrome sounds interesting to me, and I want to play it, I have already played Citizen Sleeper. It's available right now on Game Pass. Anybody listening can go play if they have Game Pass. No need to save up money to buy another game. I, I just can't recommend it enough. The story is great. The characters are amazing. I have to go with it. I have to stick with Citizen Sleeper. Goodness, that means final vote comes down to me, mm -hmm. and I'm going to ask for 
One minute, no more than one minute. I want a reason from each of you because I can't make a decision yet. I don't care who goes first. I don't need a minute. I'm just going to tell you now. Rollerdrome is the more unique game. Okay, Brent, what about you? Well, first of all, I disagree with that. <laughs> I, like I said, I have never played a game that sticks with me like Citizen Sleeper has. Okay. That has pushed the envelope with uh, trying to uh, get people to um, create a philosophy for the for themselves and their life. And, and maybe somebody that plays it may actually become a better person because of it. And even if you may not consider yourself better, you've definitely learned something about yourself by playing it. And I feel like that that's something you cannot get anywhere else. Uh, the argument for if video games are art, I feel like this game, Citizen Sleeper, answers that. That it is art, but in a different way. Not art in a visual sense, but art in a way that it affects you as a person. And it, it, there's something so unique about that whole experience. You cannot say that any other video game is more unique. All right, Damn Pete, do you want to add anything? I was going to say, was that a minute? <laughs> <laughs> um, what else can I add to it? Um, you know, like I said, Rollerdrome is a unique game. It is, really is. Um, it's one of those games that is very easy to pick up, but very difficult to master. Um, it is tough, and you feel a real sense of satisfaction when you actually do complete a really tough level. Uh, especially when you got the amount of stuff that's going on at the screen at any one given time. It's really, like, the way that it introduces new enemies, new mechanics, like, sporadically across the game, makes you learn a lot more from it that you can then go back and use in other levels to get a better run, to get a better score. Okay. I, I think this is more pick-up-and-play than anything, that than what Citizen Sleeper would be. Citizen Sleeper sounds like a really good experience, but I think if you want perfection a mastery you know using all the skills available to you i think roller drone would be one that's your minute okay this is very very tough for me mm. because roller drum on one hand is a game that i would pick up and play that is literally something i would go and download citizen sleeper is not something i would go and download citizen sleeper though ask the higher questions which is we know i love higher questions <laughs> philosophy but at the same time, much like Final Tilt, play games to escape. So this is actually very, 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 very tough for me. Uh, I wish I hadn't stayed now. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish you hadn't either. <laughs> so this is tough. Uh, no matter what I choose, I want our listeners to please go out and try both games. Um, because I think both people have put forth passionate uh, debates, passionate arguments for their side. Um, but, oh, I hate this. I hate this. Pete, Brent, why did you put me in this uh, position? Brent, let me just say that you have made a sale of Citizen Sleeper from me alone. I will say, that, I will say I, I, said, I said I was going to the finals. That's not good enough. <laughs> oh, Brent, no. Can't do that, buddy. <laughs> Sure, I can. I can. You haven't voted yet. I can sway you right now. <laughs> as much as I've talked about all these higher questions and having to think and all this, 
it really is a video game at its heart in a fantasy setting. You're not forced to think about these things. You can just you can just play the game how you want. You may never right. encounter these situations that ask these questions, depending on your choices in the game. You may just have a normal sci-fi game experience by the end, depending on your choices. Well. Okay, let me counter that point then. The counterpoint to that is a, the, there is a reason why I specifically didn't talk about Roller Drone's story because the story is ineffectual. It's not needed because it remembers the fundamental thing of why we play video games to play a video game, not to ask it, to ask questions <laughs> about life. Okay, here's thing. <laughs> I'm gonna be very official right here and say that what it's coming down to is not coming down to their arguments because they both put forth equal 100 percent passionate arguments that every year equal. this happens Brent it always me and you isn't it yep. it is well <laughs> I can add one more tidbit Citizen Sleeper okay. my game test right now you can play oh, yes, this exact I, moment. I do like that uh, you um, can go and play Roller Drone for very cheap and also on PC Um, I'm going to tell you straight up our audience what it's coming down to oh I wish it hadn't come down to this uh, the screenshots is what it's coming down to. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, oh, we're dear. really going down this route. Wow. Yeah. I wonder who's going to win this one. Maybe. Okay. Um, wow. Um, oh, man. This sucks. This sucks so bad. Why did you do this to me? Chaos. Okay, here's what I will say. Here's what I'm going to say. Pete has uh, backed Rollerdrome since day one. Like, he literally, he messaged me after playing it and said, game of the year, play this game. It doesn't matter. Just go play it. That was after I'll five admit. minutes, by the way. Yeah, and I will admit, I've had a shaky now, year, so I did it. I, I did that, too, in the general chat. I don't know if you saw. Yeah. I also did it when I was on one of the podcast episodes. I said I had already chosen yep. my game of the year. Mm. So what I'm about to say is based purely on judging a book by its cover. Now, whatever our audience thinks of that of me, whatever Pete may think of that of me, whatever Brent may think of that of me, I accept that fully. I'm going to have to go Citizen Sleeper. This is such horse shit. I'm so sorry, Dean. I'm so sorry. I was with you. I was with you because I know, I know how passionate you are about this game. Like, I want our audience to know Pete has literally backed this game since yeah, day one. Think, what do you think I just said? This is horse shit. I know, exactly. <laughs> Look, but, I, look, I can't argue it. Look, I abstained crap, my vote. I, so if I wanted to go through, I would have said it. I thought it was a power play, all right? Again, autistic. I'm going to miss it. I, I, I know, but I just thought it was a play. I thought it was going to... Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. Wait, it's 100. I, and, and you know what? Whatever our audience may think of me, again, I accept it. The graphics are lacking. I, I I know I know it is. I know that's probably think... one of the only things that lets Roller Drone down. But I think that that art style alone is so that it doesn't become too clustered, like with everything that's going on at the time. 
I was gonna say I've not I've not seen screenshots of Rollerdrome, but when when I hear it and uh, when I hear the name and when I hear of the explanation, I don't think of anything like realistic. I think of like neon, essentially very neon type colors. Um, well, you're so too wrong there. Like it is. A very you're not far. Gray... Yeah, it's it's cell shaded. It's cell okay. shaded. Yeah. Which um, it's not quite neon colors, which they probably should have went with, but we're still in that. <laughs> That's just me because I love neon colors. Oh, I know, but I feel like a lot <laughs> of games now use the neon art style far too much. That is true, uh, and you are correct about that, Pete. Uh, but it is cell shaded, very minimalist okay. uh, style. Um, whereas Star Citizen, of course, is a That's fantasy talk game. Oh my yeah, I, I even mentioned that the graphics don't really matter. They intentionally made them so they don't take away from the experience. They're they're minimalist, but in a different way. They're very uh, it's very fantasy sci-fi. It is it's it's very typical, but they're there. Mm. Where's Roller Drone? Come on, guys, you got a good game there. Just <laughs> out of it. But uh, but I still want our audience to go out there and try both of these games regardless because Pete has been so passionate about this. Mm. Um, so passionate from day one uh, yeah, I that mean, I know it's a good game. I, mean, I just know at, it is. Look at the synopsis of my review. The whole thing said this is I a know. serious game of the year contender. You, he has said it from day one. <laughs> day one. And it didn't uh, even make semifinals. Oh, gosh! <laughs> Only one of my games made semifinals as well. I'm a devil! <laughs> I, but, I, but I have to go. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a graphic artist. I, yeah, I do I'm, judge books by their cover 100% because I design argue. book covers. Uh, yeah. Them's the breaks. That's how it works. Yeah. I shouldn't have abstained. It would have sent it through, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's all right. It's okay, though. We got. Okay. We probably got a lot of people out in our audience that are going to play it now, so. Yeah. yeah. More money for the developers. Including also. myself. There you Good. go. I mean, and, and yeah, yeah, more money for the developers who sit and sleep mm -hmm. because I'm going to go and buy that immediately after we finish. But what what platform would you recommend it for? I told you, it's on Game Pass. Well, you don't even got to go buy it. Just play it on Game Pass. But what if I want? Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm literally going to do that after this podcast. Yeah, after I'm, I've had I'm, I'm going to go like, do the same. If you want, like, it's available on all the platforms. So choose a platform of your choice, Ooh, whatever you prefer. I might play okay. on Switch. If you like mouse and keyboard, do PC. If you want to play it on the go, get it on the Switch. I don't nice. care. It's the same experience either way. I mean, nice. if you if you want the best of both worlds, get it on Steam Deck. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I yeah. really want to buy one of those, but that is not don't, the point. Don't get because... me started. I am so tempted. I... <laughs> yeah, I'm full of this. I could talk for hours about video games now. I know, I know. <laughs> right, semi-final We have time. been talking for hours about video games. <laughs> you know, video games I want to talk about. <laughs> All right, let's move on. If you nominate Goat Simulator, you would have voted. <laughs> Goat Simulator wins everything. Anyway, Pete. Semi-final What is time. the next? Semi-finals, yes. So we have Metal, Metal Hellsinger against Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Jewel. Oh, no! Oh, dear. I'm gonna start with Final Tilt! Oh, my gosh! Here we go. Is this, so, like, is uh, this like picking between two of your children? Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, as, as I said, I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh! since it came to the UK. 
Um, however, I have been a metalhead at heart, and heavy metal has got me through some dark times as well. Um, so, if we're basing this off of the games alone, I'm gonna go Metal Hellsinger. Uh, I, I, although I like Master Jewel as a game, I just feel that it's already been done. Valid points. Brent, how about you? Where does your vote go? I, I'm kind of going the opposite of that, though, because Metal Hellsinger is extremely similar to BPM, and even to some extent, you can even say Doom, just without the rhythm mechanics, which... Since you can turn them off, it essentially turns it into a Doom game. So I actually think Yu-Gi-Oh! is more unique in the fact that it's available on so many platforms, uh, including mobile. Mm -hmm. And I never... I mean, maybe I was aware that Yu-Gi-Oh! had video games, but I had never known where to get them or where mm -hmm. they even existed until this game. Yeah. So, Last you know, time. I didn't know if I had to go get a Game Boy or something to you know like pokemon used to be mm -hmm. um but this game ended up popping up for me so even if there are other games i really don't see that as a comparison to this one because it was so different in its approach free to play mostly but also all the platforms it's on so i think i'm gonna stick with Yu-Gi-Oh. well that throws it over to Pete for the deciding vote. All right, what do I do? Do I pick a game that I've played for five minutes or do I pick a game that I've never touched? <laughs> Did you like those five minutes? Yeah, I mean, it's a valid question. Valid question. Mm, well. <laughs> you still uh, abstain. I, no, not in I, the finals yet. I, 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 I know I could abstain, but look how abstaining helped me last time. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Oh, so look, I have to look. I'm gonna essentially go with this as someone who's played neither. Let's just let's just ignore yeah, the yeah. fact that I've played Metal Hellsinger for five to ten minutes or whatever, or played a tutorial. Mm -hmm. If I was looking at these these two packages as a whole, and as someone who really really enjoys metal music, uh, mm -hmm. has done for a very very long period of time. And as someone who hasn't played a, t uh, a trading card game for a long time, um, part of me would be more inclined to pick Metal Hellsinger. However, I was gonna—I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There has been some very convincing arguments made about both games, and the fact that Yu-Gi-Oh is available on multiple platforms it's free to play mm -hmm. there's no gacha mechanics to it there are also other options like Fallen tilt said about playing pc versions of it without the gacha style mechanics you know there are options more so than there is to to play it than there is to metal hellsinger mm -hmm. however as well metal, <laughs> metal hellsinger is also free on game pass so this makes the it double, however. That's what I mean. <laughs> it makes it ultimately more difficult as a decision to do. So I have to go solely on where uh -huh. my heart would be, and my heart uh -huh. would be solely within the metal, and that is going to be Metal Hellsinger. <laughs> metal Hellsinger advances. It is tough to be put. To be honest, yeah. I'm surprised you made it this far. 
Yeah. I'm not I, I would have been happy either way, honestly. Yeah. I know you would have been. But yeah, I don't yeah. play trading card games, so it's very difficult for me to get involved in them. But everything yeah. I've seen about Master Jewel and, and by comparison, Marvel Snap as well, both mm -hmm. of those have kind of got me interested in wanting to play a, a trading card Marvel game. Marvel Snap is, is good to start. It's a good place to start. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. So second semi-final. God of War Ragnarok against Citizen Sleeper. Oh gosh, I was about to, and I'm starting with Brent. I, I really <laughs> thought that this was going to be the final, to be honest. I oh, not going to lie, goodness. I thought it did too. Oh, um, for the love of God, nobody abstain. <laughs> <laughs> so right, let's all abstain for no reason. No! I, feel like, I feel like my vote, you already know. I, the, the multi-platform thing how much my heart is in Citizen Sleeper. But I also want to mention one thing that hasn't been mentioned before is accessibility. Uh, Citizen Sleeper theoretically can be played if you're completely blind mm -hmm. with, uh, with its uh, text-to-speech function. Yep. Um, because that's all there really is, is text. You you could enjoy the game and the story if you're completely blind. Mm -hmm. As far as from a mobility standpoint, all you're really doing is moving a, a numbered box from your pool to uh, the action. So it's mm -hmm. like a, a one-click thing. Yeah. So if you have a finger that works, if you have a, a toe. If you can use your tongue, anything to just press a button to show that you want this number in that spot, I feel like you could play this game. And then because it's, it is all text and there's no voiceover, you can play it if you're completely deaf. So I cannot think of hardly any situation that you could not enjoy this game to its fullest extent no matter your challenges in life. And I feel like that should be recognized. Mm -hmm. I know God of War has a lot of accessibility options, but it's an action game. Obviously, you can't, in certain situations, really play that type of game, depending on your abilities. Um, I, I do think, ultimately, it should be recognized regardless of whether it moves forward or not. That in and of itself is a very good uh, accomplishment. Yes. Mm. But Pete, that does throw the vote over to you. So uh, I just want to just state, that obviously, Brent makes some very, very compelling points about the accessibility. <laughs> I really do, really do appreciate that, of course. And the fact that you can play it both deaf and blind, you know, perfect, fantastic, means that anybody gets their chance to play it. However... Only one game this year has officially been recognized for its incredible slew of accessibility options, and that would be God of War Ragnarok. Because the, yeah, but I have the, to push back against that. You may push that, back against that. I mean, that's against. because it's a, it's a AAA game. It is the big game. People aren't going to recognize the little indie games. I wouldn't say that's that. That's like how the industry works. That's why I say I, I absolutely 100% no matter what the outcome is, we do need to make sure 
that Citizen Sleeper is recognized for being accessible regardless. Yeah, it's right. We wish I wish that more uh, people did spotlight that, whether it's indie or AAA. Because mm-hmm. um, as we know, Last of Us Part Two, although not a loved game on this series, uh, has always been uh, praised for its accessibility options, which is great. But we would like to see more indies uh, praised as well. Sorry, give so, me a second. I'm just trying to find something for the moment. Okay. Do you want me to keep talking? No, I'm, I have done with my research. Uh, I was trying to see if I could find a counterpoint to that. Unfortunately, Citizen Sleeper wasn't in the bracket for accessibility at the Game Awards. I probably feel like it should have been. Oh, yeah. Because the quarry That's made it in there. Um, however, I, I'm going to continue on with my point because the accessibility mm-hmm. options in God of War Ragnarok are somewhat impressive. Like, they are, they are. ridiculously good. They are, like... Um, there are stuff in there that is not just for those who have accessibility problems. They have they have stuff in there for someone like me who cannot stand the size of bloody subtitles. That is just I don't get that being a point in games nowadays. Our TVs have gotten bigger, but yet our subtitles have gotten smaller. It's so oh, yeah. dumb. Like it's all those minor little things that people don't think about. They thought of like they've done mm-hmm. that that good of a job with it. Including Can you the change hit, the colors? The the, the the color palette changing, um, you know, to visual impairments like modes basically really helps with that too. You know, whilst I I have stuck it on for a moment, it's weird to me, of course. But then again, I am a full sight, so um, yeah. to anyone that would be partially sighted, I think it would be a very good option to have because it makes them stand out. It's really really good in that respect. Now. Whilst Brent does make the point that it is an action game and it is obviously going to be difficult for some people with impairments with their hands and their feet, they have thought of that and they've basically created God of War cinematic mode, which essentially allows you to just watch the story and enjoy it for what it is. Like a quick time event type thing? Essentially, yeah. So you can play it. You, you basically breeze through the combat sections and you just go through through the game as if you were playing a movie. Kind of like Death Stranding, actually. Move on to, to Final Tilt. Can we just acknowledge that how cool it is that we are arguing accessibility options on two mm-hmm. games? Like, Absolutely. That's effing amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. Can't, um, I can't believe that. I also want, want to point out that that's usually my thing. It is and, your and, thing. Yeah. It's 100% Brent's thing. I don't want thing. to say Pete shouldn't have brought up those things, <laughs> but it kind of feels like he's stealing my argument from no, me. I'm, in fact, hold on, hold on. No, I'm using it as a counterpoint. Thank you. Okay. It is our accessibility champion. He is. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, final tilt. Do you have a final decision? I, I do, and do you know what? I've been thinking really hard on it. Um, in order to... I'm not going to say it helped sway my vote. I know what God of War looks like. I don't know what Citizen Sleeper looks like. I did go ahead and Google some gameplay screenshots of it. Um, it didn't... Again, it didn't sway my vote. It is just a case of I needed to see the comparison between the two games. And I love the discussion that was had about accessibility. It definitely needs to be included a lot more by a lot more developers. Again, not just indie, but obviously AAA. Um, And it's, it's great that 
both developers in this particular instance have done that. And I actually didn't know that God of War had that cinematic mode. Um, now, the only thing that I would say about accessibility is that if there is a game that doesn't necessarily have those accessibility features, there are potentially companies out there like Special Effects um, that do help with essentially accessibility features in order to play video games um so it's not completely unheard of that a that essentially a third party company would be able to come in and help people of needs be able to play games whether it be like god of war whether it be things like forza um obviously accessibility should always be there as a thing but as a from what i've heard and from what i've seen i'm sorry i've still i'm sticking to my guns here uh, i'm i've got to go god of war i'm sorry it's just i i i if there was any game that I was going to particularly pick up and play and could see myself playing for hours on end, it would be God of War. For the again, for the graphics alone and for the storyline. I've not played it myself, but I've heard that the storyline is great, and that is something that I'd want to be a part of. Well, I think both sides have presented very good cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and also, I absolutely love shining a light on accessibility. Me too. Uh, because it needs uh, a, a slight be... thing about the special effect is that mm-hmm. they focus, or I guess can only really do hardware. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. they're, they're more hardware. So, even though that is a good thing, if we can put those accessibility options in at a software level yes. from the actual yes. game developers, mm. that is a much better scenario yeah yeah absolutely you ain't wrong there that's for sure uh that is absolutely 100 percent. not to discount what special effect does and their great work uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. of course to clarify a little for our listeners but yeah no, i do I, agree I, with you yeah. it should be implemented at software yeah level, of course then it absolutely hardware level as well mm-hmm. yeah absolutely uh but that does mean god of war progresses this time uh but having said that uh start uh, Citizen oh, Sleeper. Citizen Sleeper. I want to call it Citizen. I start Citizen. I don't know why. I, I know. Uh, I'm very bad. <laughs> uh, but Citizen Sleeper has hopefully gotten exposed to a much wider audience. Uh, we have a global audience, literally. Like, it's literally, we even have people listening to us in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Our Japan. We, we had uh, someone from Iran listening uh, a couple months ago which was very cool very very cool uh technically last month um so hopefully this opens the 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 doors for for a Mm -hmm. lot of people to be exposed to it um absolutely made a sale on me it was um something i'd I, I know i've said sale again but hey you know what i mean it's the download but i'd seen it i'd heard a lot about it and yet it still didn't get my interest enough and yet Brent's convincing arguments have been more than any podcast have done all this year. Like, 
Let's not Why lie. Why did you have me on earlier? As I say, Brent, if you need someone to argue on your behalf, Brent should have been a lawyer. Uh, Brent, <laughs> Brent is your guy. He is the Chad of uh, emotional arguments and can do it quite well. He made me quite change deaf. my vote from freaking my favorite game of all time <laughs> to Warframe, a game I've never played in my life. So, yes, he makes very convincing arguments. <laughs> very good at that. Very good. Um, but anyway, that's got to move on to the next bracket. Oh my god. What? Oh god, here we go. <laughs> this is the final, everyone. Okay. What so is it, the final peak? I know what this is. I know what this is. It's oh Metal Hellsinger against God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, I really, I really wanted it to be like a Metal Hellsinger versus Citizen Sleeper. I and then know. whatever. It would have been nice, to be fair. Oh, well, but, uh... uh well, this is how the randomly generated bracket turned out. Yeah. 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 And again, reiterated for our audience, we are all staying truthful to ourselves, which I love and adore. Uh, you will not see any kind of outside influence of advertisers or anything like that, you know. And as you can see, all three of these wonderful gentlemen are sticking to their principles, and I respect the heck out of that. Does it feel like this is the wrong time to say that this this podcast is sponsored by Sony Santa Monica? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is I'm, not true, and never I'm, will be. <laughs> I am absolutely kidding, of course. Yes. No, I was trying to do that mid, mid YouTube moment, you know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Before we carry no. on. <laughs> <laughs> what is that game, Raid? There you go. <laughs> Raid That's, Legends. There you go. Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we may as well be sponsored by Citizen Sleeper at this point. As much there as you go, happening. exactly. Yeah. Uh, I might reach uh, out see if we can get sponsored. I was gonna say, Pete, actually reach out. Maybe we could talk to them. Yeah. Um. Uh, anyway. Metal oh gosh. Go to World Ragnarok. Here we go, guys. Here so we go. For, for this last one, shall we make some final rebuttals or final points that we want to make? I, some final arguments. I do think that's. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, this I is will... it, though. This is your last chance. Okay, I'll allow Final Tilt to go first. Okay. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this is going to be really difficult. Um, I've I've said throughout this whole episode that I love uh, I love graphics and I love storylines, um, and I could see myself for hours playing God of War. Um, the only issue is, though, is that I don't want another AAA game to become Game of the Year because it happens every single time, right? Not obviously not specifically talking about this one, but I mean just in general. Um, you know, it happened to Skyrim, and look how many versions of Skyrim we have now. Um, <laughs> I don't want, I wouldn't want the same thing to happen to God of War where it simply becomes a cash cow, right? Um, on the other hand, though, the only thing that I would potentially change about Metal Hellsinger, and I, I basically said this to my wife as I finished playing it for the night, the only thing that I would change is... 
I would get rid of the original bass music and I would have bought the licenses to have the actual bands play their songs. Right. Uh, like, for example, Lamb of God's Late yeah. to Rest. I think that would have been great. I can uh, see this game being making enough money that they make a second one that they can afford to yeah. do that. It's yeah, this, exactly. Like, exactly. Game, with they I definitely would have been oh, able yeah. to do that. Yeah. 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 Um, Absolutely. So I think, if anything, that would be the only thing that I would change uh, about Metal Hellsing is, is that I would have the actual music licenses to have the actual bands playing uh, because that would want to make me play it more. Um, God of War, my only real gripe about it is, is that if it got to a game of the year, would it end up becoming something like a Skyrim, which every year we would see oh look we've got an anniversary edition oh look you've got a special wow. edition oh look we've now got a 10th 10th year anniversary edition I, I i can't i can't see it my my final vote i'm sticking to it is is metal is metal housing is well pete there you go where's your arguments okay Good and so, bad. look that is a reasonable point to make there are a lot of shows out there a lot of big industry shows that will obviously mm -hmm. vote a certain way and that have already voted a certain way as per uh, you mm -hmm. know as per god of war but i don't think that the fact that it's a triple a game compared to an indie game should be much of a much of a thing because as you've seen throughout this entire bracket triple a games have gone up against indie games and lost mm -hmm. yeah it's down to it's down to how the how the product is and the experience that you have with them that yeah. makes a lasting impression mm -hmm. and i think that whilst metal hellsinger is a great game and will make an impression on some i think god of war will make a bigger impression on a lot more people and it's not just solely based on the look of the game it's based on the narrative alone the narrative alone will bring in quite a lot of people and if you start talking to people who do not play video games about that kind of narrative, it might be something that they could then tend to get interested in to want to try it themselves. Yeah. It, it is one of those things that we feel like that games are now starting to blend into the, into the discussion of high art. And mm -hmm. I feel like that God of War Ragnarok is one of those pure examples where you could call a video game as art. It is truly something special. It is truly mm -hmm. outstanding. It is, it is a gorgeous, picturesque, ridiculously good-looking game that you just do not want to look away from. Yeah. But, but whilst that might appear to be vapid and to some games, it is not for God of War Ragnarok. It has got incredible performances, an incredible mm -hmm. story, interesting, unique and very in-depth characters that that stick with you long after, you know, I can only speak solely on the first game in terms of the completed story, but it stuck with me for the longest period of time to the point where I wanted to see a sequel constantly. But yet, whilst I've only got halfway through this game, I probably don't feel like there should be a sequel because I feel like so far everything that they're going to do with it is probably going to wrap everything up into a very tight, neat little bow that it will mm. make you come back and play both of those games as an experience together 
and that's how they should be experienced as a as a duology of games in terms of its narrative structure and that is why i think that god of war ragnarok should be game of the year because it is the epitome of art and you can buy the bundle of both games in this special <laughs> special edition for the only seventy nine ninety nine. However, I do not. That's where I differ with you. I do not feel like that this game is ever really going to get properly re-released, considering that it was already released on the PS4 and the PS5 simultaneously. Mm. All right, Brent, you have a heavy decision on your hands. Final. Vote. I know yeah, this is you. going on. My heart was shattered. <laughs> uh, I feel like this might go against me here. The fact no, that I, I voted against Citizen Sleeper. <laughs> no, if anything, I actually feel like this is going with you. <laughs> I feel the complete opposite direction. Because I, I ha because there's one thing that's been stated all the way through, but I won't mention it. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think in, in in another world, another timeline, if this bracket had been different, Citizen Sleeper would be here. <laughs> and if it lost, that's fine. It made it to the final, at least. But it didn't. And that was at the hands of the God of War. This is hard. Start swinging an axe. Things got to die. I think throwing everything else aside the very beginning of this hours ago I said that we all agree that this year has been light on AAA games yeah so the fact that God of War has gotten to this point in my opinion may not actually be because of its merits I know it has them but it may be because it didn't really have any AAA competition. Okay. So if we're point. going to name a game of 2022, I feel it would be most appropriate for that game to not be a AAA game. If we're trying to name a game that encompasses the entire year of gaming and then thus also represent the lull in AAA games, it only makes sense to me that the indie game, I was about to say Citizen Sleeper, should be the one on top. And in my heart, now that it has been reconstructed, we'll know that if it had gone differently, Citizen Sleeper would beat Metal Hellsinger. But unfortunately, that is not how the dice landed. <laughs> Well, that's Brent in with the final vote, which means the Rapid Reviews Radio Podcast 2022 winner of Game of the Year a big shock is Metal well. Singer. It's always a shock every year. I know Metal Hellsinger is our final. I mean, we still have time to change it. We can put Citizen Sleeper there if you want. Nah, it's all good. It did meet uh, to be fair, to be fair, it did reach a final. You just didn't specify right. which. There yes. you go. <laughs> it that's did a, reach that's quite a far. Good point, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
Look, whilst it might, uh, I think this is a big surprise actually, and you know, goes against one of my picks. Of course, I'm disappointed mm-hmm. by that. I would say I'm probably more disappointed that Metal Health Singer went out to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I can say at least that my my favorite game of the year lost out to the eventual winner. Mm-hmm. So take credit for that. But it's hard to say really because it's mildly disappointing in that respect. But Metal Hellsinger is one hell of a game, like pun intended, mm. completely. And yeah. you know, look over the, the the fifteen games that we nominated and the community choice that we had, you know, yeah. and the various nominations that we did have across that way, including things like Grid Legends, you know, mm-hmm. there were some incredible games this year. Let's not understate that. Like whilst Triple yeah. A was not the greatest, and like Brent said, maybe God of War Ragnarok wouldn't have got this far had it come up against something bigger. If it would have gone against Elder Ring, it might have lost. who Mm. knows yeah we just don't know but let's not take away from the fact that this year has not has been another really incredible year of games whilst not being quite the same as your 2017s or stuff like that this game this year has been the true true rise to prominence of those incredible indie experiences that are now starting mm-hmm. to really break into the mainstream and yeah. really and the fact that you're getting games like like citizen sleeper appearing onto lists like and metal Hellsinger appearing on you know uh game uh, the game awards and stuff like that shows that we're starting to really bridge that gap between AAA and indie development it is something yeah. i'm so excited to see next year mm-hmm. yeah I'm going to second that. I think that I know that some people argue against quote unquote potential. It's like, ah, oh, you should focus on what is now and real and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But I think that 2022 shows the potential for 2023 uh, of what's coming up. Um, it was a learning year. It was a learning curve because, you mm-hmm. know, pandemic threw everything off, yeah. which we've talked about in the past. Um <clears throat> And I think 2023 is going to be the first, what I, I would describe as the unfettered year, where people are allowed to develop uh, and there's not as much constraints. And uh, hopefully we'll see some amazing stuff come out. I'm excited. That's for sure. Just give me Starfield. Let's not yeah. forget well, that, you know, the, the amount of in, uh, AAA experiences that are coming out next year let's not have this total bracket next year be a full triple a like triple a fest i really that's a good point i do really hope that there are some very very strong indie contenders for next year and had it come out before this i know one that probably would have made it on the list but it's not out yet but it's eligible for next year and that'll be sports story oh what is that it's the sequel to golf story which was one of my my favorite like sports based yes. RPGs of all time. You did enjoy that. And I'm now replaying what? because of it. <laughs> what what do y'all think before we wrap up? What do y'all think about High on Life coming out so late in the year? And not do you know, it on track? Do you know what? What? In hindsight <laughs> you I would have 
I wish I would have nominated High on Life. So when when I first said that I would be on this episode, right, I I was like, I you know, I really want to be. I, I was I was I actually thought to myself, I, there's one thing that I want to do is I want to be on this podcast just so I can experience it again. Yeah. Honestly, um, because the problem the problem that I have is. All of the games that I nominated, I have actually played at some point, and that's right. what I wanted to try and get across. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Most of the gaming that I've done this year has actually been League of Legends, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but obviously that released in two thousand and nine, and I couldn't vote for that. Otherwise, I would have had an absolute field day. Oh, I've tried to vote for Warframe every year, but they won't let. <laughs> <have>. No, <laughs> um, I'm afraid it goes by initial release date. Yeah. So you were um, lucky that you got Lost Ark. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and it's it's one of the it's one of those things where I was actually I didn't think too much of of high on life, and then I saw a TikTok of it. Um, I'd heard about this game with sentient weapons, and I was like, uh-huh. I've got to play this game, and but I just never caught the name of it. And then I saw this TikTok, and it was only like maybe about a week ago, and that I saw. Uh, it's TikTok of a psychotic sentient knife. Yes, and I saw yes. that it was I on am. Game Pass. And I was like, <laughs> I have to play this. And it didn't ever click in my mind that it, one, released this year, and two, that I could change my nominations. Otherwise, I would have also have had an absolute field day with High on Life. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's on my list. <laughs> yeah. But I love Insane uh and and sanity like that um i mentioned before on a previous podcast like some of my favorite stuff is sentient armor and sentient weapons which you get in borderlands 2 Mm. and also fallout the dlc uh fallout uh lonesome hearts i can't remember i think that's the new vegas fallout uh, Fallout dlc um where your your gun and your armor can talk to you i believe but uh i love sarcastic weapons and armor and you also like morty so you know I, I do, which, used to. see, the, yeah, like, Dustin Rowland's kind of wearing out his welcome, and that he's very predictable, and, you know, his voice is very, it's just there, but I'm what I am, and I do like what I like. So. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, when we did see this uh, revealed, uh, mm-hmm. it was the game, uh, Summer was, Games Fest, wasn't it? Yes, um, yes. We both did say the same thing. We liked the look of it, at least. Yeah. So... I've been seeing this. I'm interested about it. In fact, after this is done, I'm probably going to put it on download on the PC. <laughs> yeah, again, on Game Pass, which is the true winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw your tweet yeah. as we were taking our break. Um, yeah, I'm not biased at all. Uh, no, I'm pretty Brent... sure that Game Pass has won every year that we've done the Game of it Year does. so far. <laughs> <laughs> every year it's the honourable mention. Uh, Brent, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up and give our coordinates out there? Yes. Uh, I just wanted to say that at the end of the day, as much as we fought for these, the passion we had, they are our personal picks. Yes. And that it, it, we're not saying you have to go play this game, you have to go get Game Pass, you have to put money on this game, or anything like that. Just find the game that you like. Find the game that you get as passionate as we do about. Mm-hmm. And then Absolutely. maybe you'll you'll find this uh, outlet that I feel like we all really need in this trying time. And Absolutely. and hopefully with 
everyone's kind of collective finding these games that really appeal to them as time goes on those are the kind of games that continue to be made yeah and we can kind of weed out some of the stuff that maybe shouldn't be around anymore remakes this this isn't you know the worst games of the year so we shouldn't name anything but Mm -hmm. that is that's really how these things get done is so <laughs> you, you put your money where you want things to be made. You know, we don't we don't condone uh, you know ROMs or anything like that where you can play games for free that you shouldn't. You should put money in the hands of the people that made the things you enjoy. Yeah. And in the end, that will make the whole gaming world better. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of what I want to express to everybody. Um, and maybe if you're lucky, you'll get one of these games as a as a present at the end of the year here, whatever holiday that is mm-hmm. that you happen to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you'll be informed about it, and you'll be happy that you took the time to listen to this hours long podcast <laughs> so that you're prepared for when people ask you what is the game of the year, or ask you what game you want. Uh, or if you get a gift card and you get to go choose the game you want, Bruce, hopefully this Steve. helps you in some way to make that choice. Mm-hmm. But in the end, you should just get whatever appeals to you personally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I think Maddie, Phil has already put Citizen Sleeper under my tree. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Father Phil. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that is actually going to do it for us because I am just fading. I drink an entire bottle of rosé prosecco. Uh, It's it's only five o'clock here. Oh, it's five o'clock somewhere. I've had time to to fire up that roast and have it ready for supper. Very good. I have a pork roast up there that I'm dying to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Covered in crackling, which they call crackling over here, uh, which we call pork rinds. It's amazing, and I want to eat it right now. Is that what pork rinds are? Yes. Okay. Um, Or chicoronis if you're from East Texas. Uh, Big fan of chicoronis then. Especially fresh off grill. But we're not going to talk about that because I am starving. Uh, But what we're going to do is wrap it up and let everyone tell where you can find them and what they're up to and all that good stuff. Final tilt. What about you? Where can they find you out there? So, uh, uh, basically, you can only find me on Twitter and TikTok. All you need to do is just search for The Final Tilt. Uh, I am also the owner of, of All Pine Esports as well. Uh, and you can also find us on uh, you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, uh, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitch. All you need to do is search for All Pine Esports, and I'm sure you will find us. Thank you very much. Excellent. Brent, what about you? Uh, well, a little different this time. I've given up Twitter. So uh, well, I go by Papa's 1989 pretty much everywhere, wherever I decide to call my home. Right now, that's really only Discord. Um, but I guess you can find me on Xbox. Maybe if you're playing Master Duel, you'll see me as Papa's 1989 with my little Giorgiano uh, guy. So uh, look out for that. As for content-wise, um, this will actually be a 
world premiere <laughs> exclusive Ooh. for the podcast. World I have premiere. decided to step away from game reviews in the coming Ooh. year. And Hi. I but I do plan to continue supporting the podcast. Excellent. I, we hope and so. I'm doing a regular uh, game pass focused article for rapid reviews. Nice. So Excellent. I will still be around. I will still be producing content, just kind of in a different way. Yeah. So you can look forward to that if that is your thing. Otherwise, I guess enjoy my last couple reviews. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, congrats, Len. I really do. Like, I think that's going to work really well for you, considering yeah. you have been affectionately known as Mr. Game Pass on here. So that'll yeah. work. It's perfectly. like day one. Yeah, like our first interview with Brent, it was all about Game Pass <laughs> and accessibility. But, <laughs> um, uh, Pete, oh gosh, hello, wine. Pete, what about you? Where can I find you? <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter because I'm still there. Uh, it's Pete Beckett One, spelled B E C K E W T and the number one. You will be able to follow some of my writing on Rapid Reviews because I've been putting a few out recently and I've got a few Ooh. more coming too. So, but for the next probably day or so, all you'll be finding me on is Street Fighter 6, where I'm known uh-huh. as What a Wreck on PSN. So if you've seen me, say hello, come fight me. There you go. Uh, Hopefully you can spare an hour to try out Citizen Sleeper. Oh, that'll be after the beta goes down. (laughs) The beta is is only for this weekend, so I'm getting as much time as I can. But Citizen Sleeper is next on my list. Oh dear, oh dear. So Kylie, what about you? Um, Where can I find you? Yeah, I'm still hanging on to the bloated corpse of Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I like to greet... K-L-O-I-T-E-H-G-R-E-E-T. It's not gaming much news because me tired. Um. <laughs> uh, just let it be known but, you can find all the links to everybody's uh, socials and content yeah. on the, in the show notes. I'm pretty much everywhere else on the web, including, I believe, my Xbox gamer tag is Kylie Yellick, so just type that in. Same as your Instagram. I was gonna say it's like literally. I don't. I'm not creative, um, and stuff. I mean, uh, look, I'm known as what a wreck on PlayStation. That was so funny when you first friended me on Xbox, and it was what a wreck. I was like, what? <laughs> that doesn't look, make it, sense. No, it doesn't. That's the point behind it. My friend and I were incredibly wasted when we made that, and he went, "You know what was so funny? What a wreck." <laughs> And it's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuck. I've had that well, game since go. the 360. But I mean, that is cool. Yeah, mine's... God, I think mine's the original Xbox. Mm, probably. I has literally been my ID for everything from, like, I was, like, 10. Uh, actually not creative. Brilliant. Um, my email is my first and last name. Put it that way. Again, since I was, like, 10. I didn't do, like, <laughs> Magical Dolphin... Number 308. Oh, don't, because I could <laughs> run. Look, I, I need to talk to you after this, guy. So we'll, oh, we'll stay on and talk quickly. Okay, because I'll go fade fast. Yes, I know. Oh. It's a quick one. Don't worry. Wrap up. All right. Well, I want to say to our audience, and hopefully viewers in the future on YouTube where I upload this. Um, well, I don't, I'm not going to upload this. Pete's going to 
<laughs> you need to actually edit it and send me the. Program. I'll edit it, send it to Pete, and then Pete will upload it. Yes. Because uh, that's a step too far for me. Uh, anyway. Music to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do thank our audience. I say this all the time, but I do mean it. You can spend your time with anyone out there, and we are so thankful that you do choose to spend your time with us. It means the world to us, um, and that comes from straight from the heart. Uh, so we thank you again for tuning in to this extra long episode, <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you and talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rapid Reviews Radio podcast. You can find the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and various other podcast platforms. You can also find the video version by searching Rapid Reviews on YouTube and watch the podcast recording live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rapidreviews at 7.30pm UK time every Sunday. Please make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at rrradiopod and for all the latest reviews visit www.rapidreviewsuk.com or on Twitter at rapidreviewsuk.com.